Hey, Luke, have you been looking for a new Daily Fantasy Sports app? You know, I have really been jonesing for one. I got the perfect one for you, Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new DFS app for prop bets. They have streamlined the drafting process and eliminated the need to do unnecessary hours of research by using only top-tier athletes. Instead of the traditional salary cap format, you build your lineup around a list of prop bets. For each contest, you need to choose 10 of the 20 prop bets plus two ice picks that protect you from any late scratches or postponed games. Each unique prop has an over and under point value assigned to it, and you will be rewarded that point value if that prop is correct. For example, your man, Mookie Betts, will he have over or under one and a half RBIs? The less likely the prop is to occur, the more points the choice will be worth, and you build your team score around the amount of correct props you select. Got that? I got it. All right, so go check out Thrive Fantasy. If you use the promo code, bring in the heat, or bring the heat, B-R-I-N-G-T-H-E-H-E-A-T, when you sign up, they will match your first deposit of up to $10. So you deposit $10, you have $20 to play with now. Go check it out. I know that we've already had some people reach out to us about their success. They've won some of their latest, uh, I would say, bets. So go check it out. That's Thrive Fantasy, one of the best and newest uh, daily fantasy sports apps out there. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Bringing the Heat podcast. It's your host, Zach. I'm with my buddy, Luke, and we also got a special guest, one of our best friends, Mooch. Mooch, what is going on? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Thanks for coming on. This is is a long time coming. We've been doing this podcast for a while now. Mooch has- Almost a year. Almost a year. Well, for you. Yeah. Uh, but Mooch has been one of our best friends for God since we've been playing peewee football. Um, so he listens to almost every podcast, and so we decided to have him on. We're having a bros day. Bros day. Saturday got canceled because Luke was... Uh, <coughs> a little under the weather, you know. Yeah, so we rescheduled it for today, and what other better day than to have it during a podcast day. Ooh. So... Uh, Lots of stuff's going on. Uh, we have another hefty list. I'm kind of liking these lists, though. Luke has been dialing it up with the lists. Hey, bro. So these lists are long, but just good info, like stuff that needs to be yeah. told to the world. Yep. All right? Long and skinny. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> take that how you want it. So first thing, we're going to just talk with the NFL. We normally start with the NFL anyway, especially now with, I mean, I feel like so much stuff has happened in football. It needs to be said, put out there right away. So first thing we're going to go into, though, is our airing it out segment. 
So we have done airing it out before. Those of you that have listened to previous podcasts, I went on a rant about why old people shouldn't drive and oh, why I agree with that. <laughs> and why old people shouldn't be able to use the self checkout line at the grocery store. Sir, my cherries aren't checking. <laughs> Dude, all the time. Yeah, and like so there needs to be an age limit. Like anybody over sixty five, they have to like test out, they have to basically do check out their groceries in less than like five minutes or else you can't use that that line. But so that was like my rant that I went on last time. And we have one that I think we're all going to kind of talk about together. So we all kind of have the same rant. And that's the the NFL and the players having issues with domestic violence. So this is an issue. It's like every single month, at least once a month, there is a NFL football player being accused of domestic violence again it's not always maybe it's not always true we've seen it linger into baseball with guys like addison russell um but it's just an ongoing issue and again it's something that's going on i think in multiple sports especially ufc we've seen it now with tony ferguson as well yep um but it's just an ongoing issue and i almost feel like the nfl players have two issues they can't keep their hands off of two things marijuana and women. And I'm sorry, but if it's someone... Those, it's those new gloves they got. They're too sticky. <laughs> <laughs> that's cold, but that's true. Like, how hard is it... If someone said to me, Zach, I'll give you $10 million right now to go play football. All you have to do is not hit a woman and not smoke weed. And I'd be like, okay, I'm in there. Like, I'm in there like swimwear. Yeah, I agree. It shouldn't be that hard to not do, you know. Plus, the players know when they're going to get tested. Like, oh, yeah. They definitely know when they're scheduled testing days. Yeah. The I, only time they don't know when they're getting tested is if they fail the program, and then they get put into the program. So, And then, even then, your agent gives you the heads up. And they even then, they only up. have to be good for half that year. Yeah, they only have half the year. You're fine. And then you can go back to smoking all the weed you want during the season because they don't test. And you know if you test hot, you're going to be tested more than anybody else. That's just common sense. So, I mean, it's it's crazy to me that these guys just, like, it's, first off, I think we're all raised to know not to put your hands on a woman. Yeah. We all have been with women. I'm married. You have a girlfriend. You've been in relationships. It's like, as mad as they make you, it never gets to the point where, like, I'm going to punch her in the face. Yeah. So yeah. I was a little hesitant, but yes, yeah. like like they make you mad to the point where you want to scream. But how hard is it to not punch them in the face? Yeah, no, like, it's not. You see somebody that's like two times smaller than you and can't even you know defend themselves. Yeah, that's like the last reason you should hit a like not even hit a woman. You should never even touch them, bro. It's it's unreal, and so that that's just my. My, for this, I feel like it comes with the platform that they have. These guys seem to get away with a lot more yeah, stuff. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like the more money do. you have, you get away with more stuff. And so it's like they're not thinking right, but at the same time, they don't have to pay the consequences yeah. as much. And, and well, they pay people to take care of their problems. Well, yeah, and the NFL's got its own set of lawyers, who, which are probably the, the best lawyers in the world. I yeah, mean, I would say so. It's... Look at that. The NFL, we t- we've said this. We've probably said this in 10 podcasts. Dante Stallworth murdered a guy and played in the same season. Yeah. He murdered – he was a vehic- vehicular manslaughter. manslaughter. Yeah, we yeah. definitely touched up on this. Yeah, we've ta- I've talked about it so many times. Ray Lewis, even though he wasn't he Whoa. wasn't guilty, he did it. The suit was burned, all right? <laughs> like, 
there's guys that that are literally committing murder playing yeah. in the NFL, yeah. and it's like Aaron Hernandez. I know once he got caught, he didn't play, but still, he dude. It took a couple years for him to get caught, though. Yeah, you know? and he got caught off his own camera. Yeah, he That's got caught crazy off his own camera. Dude, own. the murder, his first murder was in Florida. That happened in like. 2011, and then the Odin Lloyd one happened in 2012. He was playing the 2013 season. Mm-hmm. It, it's crazy. And so, again, we've talked about, like, smoking weed in the NFL and all that stuff. And, you know, it's a touchy subject for people, and I don't really have – I've you – no, know, that's never been part of my culture. So, like, yeah. I, I'm not – that's not something that I'm, like, adamant about or strong mm-hmm. about. But do I do I think at times it should be legal? Yeah, but, you know, at the end of the day, rules are rules. You gotta follow, follow them. Follow it's follow them. Right. It's that's like, my biggest thing. I don't mind if you smoke weed. You yeah. do whatever you want on your free time. That's your business. Exactly. But if there's a rule at hand and they say hey, you can't smoke weed during the season or be on any kind of drugs, it shouldn't be hard to just follow that that rule. And like we just described, there's loopholes, bro. There's ways around it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it so it doesn't make sense to me. That that's basically the the biggest issue right now that we see, and you know we saw it now with Tyreek Hunt, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill, Tyree Kill, yeah. which we'll touch on as we go through the NFL right. stuff, but. And, and it's just, it's always a lingering thing. And now Tyreek Hill, not only has he been busted for uh, domestic violence when he was in college. He got kicked off of Oklahoma State for now, it. Now it's trickling down to the fact that they think he could have abused his child. And it's like... And you know what's crazy? They were just thinking last week to making him the highest paid receiver ever. Yeah, in football. He'd, I think he'd have one of the highest contracts in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, it's... That's not happening at all now. He just blew that load. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can't trust a guy like no. that. And that's sad, but... And again, we've... I think a lot of it is the how they were brought up or raised or what yeah. their home life is. They're surrounding, definitely. But, like, we see it with guys with Josh Brown, mm-hmm. the, the kicker for the Giants uh, years back. He, he's, you know, been busted uh, for domestic violence. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he went to jail, but I know. I he think he got a bit, restraining order. And, and it ended his career. Yeah, nobody signed him. And he was one of the league's top kickers. And in a league that kicker is probably the most needy position on any yeah. football team at yeah. this point. Uh, speaking as a Bears fan, double doink. Hey, so, Cody Park. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean that that's that's basically our rant as as a podcast today, really. And it doesn't have, we don't each have an individual one. It's just something that we kind of all agreed on. Um, so moving on to the NFL. I hate always talking about the Giants, but like, <laughs> dude, this year they're like the center the of the of conversation right now yeah. because they're in the biggest market. Everybody. Them Apparently, or the Giants, yeah. or them or the Cowboys. Yeah, it's always them or the Cowboys or the Patriots or the Packers. It's Letting go of franchise receiver. Yeah, I, I'm not upset about it anymore, you know? Like, the other day I had... Yes, you are. I, I was, <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I was at work the other day and I had a I'm not certain a Giants material fan and I, I'm upset yeah, about it. Dude, yeah. I, I was at work and I had a certain material in my hand and I just started a little teary-eyed. <laughs> but, uh, now nah, I'm over it, man. It is what it is. It's done. Gettleman made his decision. The team made the decision. Is what it is, but now they're looking to move Sterling Shepard, and what it looks like it's looking like he's going towards, or not that he has a decision to make, but it's looking that they might trade him to the Patriots. That's probably the best fit because they have nothing but slot receivers anyway, and they're saying that it's possibly a late second round pick, maybe even a late first round pick. So who knows? I I just to me it doesn't make any sense because. You just signed Golden Tate. So I think Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard... They're the same player, but yeah, Tate's better. They are, but okay, you might as well put them both on the field. At that, this point, mm-hmm. they're both 
Mm-hmm. You're they're two good receivers. You need one I know to one complement the other. Yeah, I know one's a slot, yeah. but you know one's gonna have to be. I think you move Sterling Shepard out and you let Golden Tate. He's a more experienced slot. My guy. thing is like the Giants, the way they're set up right now, the receiver depth. They have Corey Coleman, slot receiver. Golden Tate, slot receiver. Sterling Shepard, slot receiver. They don't have one outside receiver. If you're saying Corey Latimer, who they just signed again, or Cody Latimer, who they just signed again to a two-year contract, what has he done? He's six foot two of nothing. You know, he, he get doesn't have any good separation skills. He can't get free, can't catch the ball. He only played three games last year. You can't really trust him to be your outside guy. So let me ask you, what do you think the Giants are planning if they're thinking about getting rid of Sterling Shepard? Dude, if they, What's their move? Are they on a rebuild from the bottom up? Are they... They're definitely on a rebuild. They're, they've said they're on a rebuild, but they, they've also said... There's no problem with us winning during a rebuild. Yeah, exactly, because yeah, me personally, so. I still feel like they have a solid there, base to go bro, off there, of. There is a solid base there, but I don't feel like that base is comfortable together yet. So, like you saw last season, they were 1-7 and seven to start the season, and then they ended 5-11. and 11. The second half of the season was decent. I'm not going to say it was great. You saw flashes here and there. The only like consistent flash was definitely Saquon. That's about it. But um, I mean, even Odell, even though, the Od- even though the Odell trade hurts... He's not on the field all the time, yeah. and he is a cancer. He yeah. is a cancer. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. Anybody that is acting the way that he would act on the sideline, mm-hmm. that is a cancer. Antonio Brown is the same way. I would have totally traded Odell last year and kept Damon Harrison because you saw the impact that it affected the Giants right, right away. Yeah. And and receivers are so replaceable. Yeah. Defensive, like Aaron Donald is not replaceable. No. And Neither I'm not saying Snacks is he's not Donald, but... He's very good. He's the number two defensive tackle against the run. And you saw last year, as soon as they traded him, the Giants were dead last in, run, in stopping the run up the middle. So I, I, they should have kept him got rid of Odell then. I think for sure defensive line and offensive line takes priority. So I think Odell is, you know, everyone loves Odell for the flashy catches and the yeah. crazy athleticism. And the and, and and the, the, yeah, yeah, I mean, he is he's an exciting player. And, you know, those the defensive players aren't exciting. Aside from Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald, you know, those guys don't get enough attention. But... Your team literally, the defensive and offensive line, and you can add linebacking core in there, yeah. is where everything starts. I and, say this every podcast. Yeah. Every and, podcast. And it's true. I, I mean, the Bears receivers aren't very yeah. good. Allen Robinson is average. Mm-hmm. Taylor Gabriel is average. Anthony Miller was a rookie. Yeah. But they were good because they have a good offensive line and a good defensive line. And I would Mitch Trubisky is, to me, a below-average quarterback, in my honest opinion. Uh, so, But they were good based on... Their foundation. Yeah, and the, but look so, at the Cowboys. They went twelve and four. What two years ago when Dak was a rookie? Mm-hmm. That was all the offensive line and the defensive line. Yep. They're all their losses and the way they choked. That was coaching. So. And they struggled last year because they were missing linemen. Exactly. I mean, they, they, Travis they, Frederick was out. They lost Ronald Leary, who went to Denver. They lost a lot of guys that were like the heart and soul of that team. You know. Randy Gregory smoking weed. David Irving smoking weed. Half the, the friggin' defensive line. Sean Lee breaking his leg. Yeah, you know, <laughs> every game. But those are important guys. They did replace him well, though. That Leighton Vander Oh, yeah, he's, he's amazing. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Stunt. And Jalen Smith finally, oh, oh, him healthy, whoa. Yeah, the Cowboys, are. I think they have a good foundation as well. Yeah, I, I think they'll, they're going to be consistently good for a while if they keep that core together on the line. And I think Cooper is what they were missing. They, missed, they mm-hmm. were missing that star and you, receiver. And you saw that. As yeah. soon as he showed up, he made an instant impact. Yeah, because that's what they were missing with, yeah. with Dez. I mean, Dez was horrible yep. the last three, four years. He was there. But uh, with what Mooch was saying, with what the next move is, I think they trade for Josh Rosen. I really do. That was mentioned today on, yeah. I think it was NFL.com I was reading. Yeah, I think they either trade... 
uh, the second round pick that they have now, or like if they trade Shepard and they get a second round pick, they trade both those picks and take them. That's a good value for me because Rosen was taken tenth overall last year, yeah. and if you're just trading two second round picks, whatever. They're bro. saying. I also read though that the Patriots are looking to trade their first round pick for Rosen mm-hmm. because they need a someone to come in when Brady's gone. Yeah. And they think Rosen is better than any of the quarterbacks that mm-hmm. are going to be taken in the first round. So they, he is. Yeah. They think that giving a the thirty second pick in the draft is a steal because Rosen it would be probably the number one quarterback mm-hmm. in the draft and a top ten talent in this year's draft. No, so I agree, and I think that's why the Giants are looking at him this year as opposed to last year. Last year they had the second pick, and everybody was like, "This is the year to take a quarterback," because as you saw. There was five quarterbacks taken in the first round, mm-hmm. and then the Giants took Barkley, which you know which now it I'm not pay upset. Off, at, yeah, it paid off. I'm not upset at the pick, but in a team like a team building way, as a new general manager, and you're trying to continue your team success, like bouncing off of, you know, you were 11 and five, and then all of a sudden you're terrible, and then you're just trying to get back to that glory. I would have taken the quarterback to learn from, or even a lineman. I would have actually traded down, drafted two linemen, Nick Chubb in the third round. That team would have been crazy. What you know? what pick do the Giants got? They had two last year. This no. year they have six. What's the what's their they have their, their first six. one? I would I would take Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke's your best. They have six, seventeen, and then uh, all their other picks. They have fourteen total picks. My right thing now. is, I think they weren't planning on the Giants weren't planning on their line being as bad as it was this year. Yeah, I don't with either. Eli, so I figured they thought we'll take Saquon. Yeah. Eli will play just as he always does. Mm-hmm. We have Odell, as and he, the, he did. I know out. people are saying, like, and it just didn't pay in their favor yeah. this season. I think. Yeah, I agree with that because they put that line together and they're like, yeah, we finally got the left tackle. We finally got the left guard. Yeah, you shored up the left side, but what about the right? Right. You know, you brought in Patrick Omame from the the Jaguars. He had one good season. Mm-hmm. That's it, you know, and he's definitely a scheme player because you saw he's tried to step up in the – he's definitely a spread, you know, zone scheme lineman where it's just basically just moving side to side base and never moving up. But in a power offense, you're doing pulls, you're doing traps, you're going straight after people, you know. It's different, different footwork. And he obviously struggled in that, and they cut him, and he went right back to the Jaguars where he was comfortable. Um, and then they had the right tackle. They had Eric Flowers to start the season. Garbage. He had terrible footwork. He was fast, terrible footwork. But they're taking the right steps this year in building the offensive line. They're still going to have Solder. They got Hernandez. Hernandez did phenomenal last year, yeah, I think. Good. Um, their center, I don't know what they're doing right now because the guy that they re-signed broke his leg last year, didn't play. They brought back Spencer Pulley. They did just get uh, Kevin Zeitler, though. Love that guy. Yeah, we talked about that last time. And then time. I... I can honestly see them not drafting a quarterback in the first round. A lot of like reports are coming out now that they're not taking a quarterback. I like that. I like. I always say every single podcast: build from in, then you go out. So if you sure up that offensive line, I guarantee you Eli Manning will have a great season because he had the best efficiency, like the best statistical efficiency yes, of his career last year, and he was on his ass half the time. So if you just give him time, he'll be great. I if I'm the Giants, I think I'm taking trying to get Locke at six. This is my honest opinion because mm-hmm. you, you need to take somebody to. If you're not going to start him, fine, but you need to take somebody for when Eli's gone because at most he's got two years. Mm-hmm. Like so, to me, I really like Drew Locke. He's my favorite quarterback in the draft. I'd take Locke at six, and then because. 
I have read that they're they haven't done any homework on Haskins. Like no. they basically stopped scouting yeah. him. They they stopped doing any. I don't even think they were at the pro day today because they were at the Alabama pro day. Yeah. So like Haskins, they haven't done much homework on him. I have read that. But I'm going to see – I would see trying to take Locke at six and see if Metcalf falls to 16, which I think is highly possible. There are a lot of guys on the NFL network. They're projecting the receivers to start going after 20. Yes. Not even seeing them before that. So, so. And there's your, there's your hopeful replacement for Odell. Now, DK Metcalf, his comp hasn't been great. It's Kevin White based yeah. on his physical abilities because mm-hmm. Kevin White had a ridiculous yeah. combine. But, you know, I think you have to take – if you're trying to replace a receiver, I know you get receivers late. There's yeah. some good ones. I really like Debo Samuel. He's probably my favorite he, receiver. Yeah, in the, he's the awesome. Draft. Yeah, I, I really like Debo Samuel. But he's projected second, third round receiver. Nikhil Harry's not bad. He he went from being the number one receiver going number three overall to the Jets. Yeah. Falling out of the second round. But Debo, I think, is a slot guy. He's a smaller dude. Yeah. So I don't I don't I don't know if he's he not going to fit Giants. there. Yeah. So I think they have to go Metcalf, and that's just my honest opinion. You got you got your quarterback, you got your receiver. Now you know you can, and I because I do think their defensive line and their offensive line is okay. I think their offensive line is good. Their offensive line right now is okay, but they're gonna have they have those two holes at center. I, we don't know what the center is going to be. You know, we had half a season of a healthy center, and then the right tackle was just a revolving door. And it's going to continue to be one until they, like, address it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the year to actually fix that. Because you got Jonah Williams. You got the guy from Alabama. Or he's the guy from Alabama. There's a, um, a kid from Washington who's up at the top of the boards. So I think this is the year to draft a lineman because it's so deep yeah. in offensive linemen and defensive linemen that, you know what, if we stink, we stink. You draft another a quarterback next year. Next year the quarterbacks are Tua Tagalova from like Tua. Alabama. You got Jake Fromm. From like Georgia, from. that guy is a beast. He threw for fifty six or fifty plus touchdowns this year. People don't even know that. And like from. Jacob Eason from Washington, he transferred from Georgia because Jake Fromm was that good. And Eason just took them to the college football playoff before it. You know, it's so next year's class is stacked. Justin Herbert's going to beat it. The Giants were in love with Justin Herbert this year. I don't like Oregon quarterbacks. I normally I don't either, but this, <laughs> this kid he's got a good frame, man. He's six six. He's just like Eli, so I think that's why they look like Rosen a lot right now too. So same style. Mm-hmm. Do you want to you want to talk about uh, a little bit more about Eli? Yeah, last thing, <laughs> just, just to sum up the Giants, just to finish up. Um, Giants kept saying that they're gonna you know stand pat on Eli for twenty nineteen, and they did. They followed their word. The one word you could trust from Gettleman is that he likes Eli. He collected his $5 million bonus, and he's set to make his annual salary of $23 million plus. But my only issue is, dude, you're, you're past your heyday. You're 38 years old. We're try- you're trying to build a team for your last shot at glory. Follow Breeze and Brady. Reconstructure your contract. Figure it out so you can have a lot more salary cap to build a team around you instead of you always being on your ass, looking up at the sky, not winning, not in the playoffs, and just struggling. It doesn't make sense to me. If I'm him, I, I don't care about the money. He's already made the most money in NFL history ever at this point. At this point, I'm looking for rings. He's tied with his brother right now, too. I'm trying to beat my brother. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, it's funny because Breeze and Brady, like you said, they do it every the one, year. Dude, the one Khalil Max already yeah. restructured his deal. The one year Tom Brady made $1 million as a salary. So they could build a team around him. Mm-hmm. And and what's funny about the Patriots is they still don't go out and get 
like these household names. They get they just know like, hey, we need to get four guys to fill these positions. They just resign. Patriots are a team of. Signing the guys they need for mm-hmm. that time being, and once they they don't need you anymore, they let you go. Yeah. yeah, dude, they did it with Randy Moss. They did it with uh, Reggie Wayne was on the, the team for like two weeks, and they let him go. Chad Johnson uh, was Ch- on the Patriots. Yeah, Chad. Yeah, dude, they they just resigned Brandon Bolden. He he didn't even make the Miami Dolphins last year, and I guarantee you, he makes an impact on that. Wasn't team. He, but I, he was with them before, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes I feel like maybe Eli thinks, like, let me get my money while I can get it because I don't think he he could have the seasons Drew Brees and Tom Brady is having. I mean, those are two QBs that are in their own. Yeah, I mean, Breeze only has one Super Bowl, but he's mm-hmm. his numbers. Over, like, he's, he's definitely way the, better. Than I think Drew Brees is the best quarterback of all time. You think? Statistically, statistically yes. wise, yeah. Oh yeah, statistic wise, yeah. But still, Brees. He's never. He's never had the team Tom Brady has. His defense has never been there. No, yeah, his defense has never been great, but he's had some weapons that. No, oh, offensively, yeah. Where Brady hasn't, and Brady yeah. still puts up numbers. So I, I don't know. Like that's iffy. I mean, yeah. Breeze had Colston for all those years, mm-hmm. who he probably made Marcus Colston. Truthfully, he had Colston honest. and Stallworth too. Yeah, I mean, he had, and then you know he now he's got Michael Thomas. He had mm-hmm. Jimmy Graham for years. He's never had a running game either. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the first time in the last two, three years that Drew Brees has ha- actually had a running game to complement his his passing game. So, I don't know. It's di- they're different quarterbacks. Like, they're just different. Like, they are, yeah. So, it's hard to compare the But the one the two. common factor that they have is that they have good like a good structure of a team. Oh, yeah. Behind yeah, them. controlling. Yeah. But how they also times? control the team very well. Too, yeah, they I'd do. Say. They know how to, like, Eli manages the clock well, but when you can't manage the clock well if you never... On the field. I feel like yeah. I feel like Breeze and Brady earned that C on their on their jersey. Manning to me doesn't. I don't, I don't know Manning, but just looking at him, he doesn't seem to be m- much of a leader. He's not a vocal leader. Yeah, yeah. But he's definitely like a hey guys, let's get this going. He's you know he's that lead by example guy, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like I, I don't have an issue with that. But yeah, I don't know. I just thought that you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not. I've never been a huge Eli fan, but at the end of the day. Guy's got two Super Bowls, so I will go to my grave defending this guy. Well, yeah. How could you not defend a guy who's brought you two Super Bowls, like literally against the goat? Yeah, like he's the yeah. one, he's literally him and he's the one guy. Yeah, well, the Eagles beat Brady too, but I don't, yeah, I don't count that. But twice, yeah. twice on yeah. miracles, like he came back and and beat Brady. Like Manning deserves his credit. He and does. So people who who crap on him. That's just stupid, especially Giants fans. Like you would think you'd be it loyal. To yeah, that. be more. It doesn't make sense. Appreciative. Man. And everybody's saying, "Oh, Landon Collins, why would you let him go? Why are you gonna like sacrifice your team and salary cap for a guy that doesn't even want to be there anymore?" Mm-hmm. Right. He saw that they didn't like, you know, they saw or he saw that the front office didn't want him there anymore, so he checked out. You don't want to be there. Yeah, he played every single day until he got hurt. But he started chirping well before the season was over. He's like, oh, they're not resigning me. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. All right. Let me tell you, if Mitch Trubisky brought a Super Bowl to the Bears, keep Trubisky as long as you want. Yeah, that's keep what I'm saying. Keep him until he's 50. That's what he brought me. He brought me excitement that I haven't felt ever. Exactly. So I don't I don't understand it, to be honest. I really don't. And we yeah. see a lot of that stuff even just with the Steelers going on now. Yeah. People look at, oh, why are these players doing this? Where are they going? But. Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, something's got to be going on. Yeah, the Steelers players. Well, yeah, these guys don't want to play there anymore. Yeah. I but I kind of applaud the Steelers because Big Ben got them their Super Bowls, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And they're sticking with and they're their sticking guy. with yeah, Ben, who true. got them those Super Bowls. Yeah. Where Brown and Bell, cancers. You know, 
I, and they both don't like Ben. And can Ben be, you know, an ass? Probably. But well, given his, you know, social past. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? He got them their excitement, what they yeah, wanted. Yeah, so yeah. he brought them to where they wanted to be. And it's not like he's declining. No, he's still putting I mean, up a little bit, four thousand yeah, yards a year. Exactly, he's still putting the numbers up. So, yeah, and he's getting Antonio Brown the ball. Yeah, that's what's yeah. I mean, is. even with when Antonio Brown had no one else. Yeah, it was still him. He was still the number one. Dude, even when it was when he first got into the league, and it was him, Emmanuel Sanders, and Heinz Ward towards the end of his career. Antonio Brown was still the go-to guy. People think it's so funny. People actually think that Antonio Brown's going to go off this year. He's going to regress so much because Carr is not Roethlisberger. Yeah, not whatever. Yeah. He's, not he he's not a creator like that. No, he is, he's not Roethlisberger. So I think that the the Steelers are going to – or I think the Raiders are going to be a little disappointed when Brown kind of takes that step back. He's. I don't think he's going to be what he was in Pittsburgh. I don't think he'll be what he was in Pittsburgh. I don't think like, he's going to be like a disappointment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll still put up his numbers, but he's not going to put up his numbers. You know, yeah. he's not, he's not going to put up – 12,000. Not going to put up all pro numbers. Yeah, he's not going like, to put up 1,200 yards. He's not going to give you yeah. 125 catches. He'll give you the 1,000 yards, it. but you'll probably see like four or five touchdowns, and that's about it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, and again, I'm His not, receptions will drop as well. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I'm not a big Roethlisberger fan. I never really have been, but, you know, got to give credit where credit's due. He gets it done. Yep, I, I agree. So moving on. Away from the 2004 draft class. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Bengals cut Vontez Perfect. Thank God. I hope no one picks him up. I've he's never kind been. Of a, a, yeah, he's kind of a scumbag. I've never been a Perfect fan. Um, you know, he he was good when he's on the field, but he's never, never on the field. Never on the field. He hasn't played in over eleven games since twenty thirteen, and that's already been six years ago. Which yeah. is surprising that it took so long for them. To it took so long. exactly. <laughs> yeah. it, the funny thing is, like last year they re-upped on him for another. I think it was another two years, seven million a year or something like that. I think it was all Marvin Lewis, and I think when the Bengals finally decided to cut ties with Marvin Lewis, you know, there went Adam Jones. There went the. I keep yeah. saying cancers, but there went the cancers. Yeah. I mean, the, the Bengals. That team was. I don't. I, I hate saying, it, but they were the mean machine, bro. They were oh, the yeah. longest yard team. Mm-hmm. They had it was basically the convicts of the Miami Hurricanes in the eighties. You know, they had all these like criminals on their team. Mm-hmm. It's been that way for a while. I mean, you had even had like Chris Henry, who I know I know he passed away, mm-hmm. but like he was he had a criminal past yeah. as well. Yeah. So you had a, Cedric Benson. He went there after a while. Like, oh, like, there's just a bunch of those guys that that's just the way it was. I mean, problems aside, like off-field issues or even on-field issues in Vontez Perfect's case, hell of a linebacker. And he's still only 28 hey, years old. Baltimore. Baltimore probably could pick lost him up. Lost Suggs. They, they lost, lost Suggs. And they uh, need that attitude on that team. Yeah. They need that. And I think they got the guys around him. Like Earl Thomas that they just got and Mark Ingram, those are good attitude guys. That'll keep them in check. And as we said before, players go in division mm-hmm. as like just spite. Get, yep. So Revenge he goes games. all the time. Yep. So I, I could see him going to Baltimore. He'll probably play a full season. Yep. And he'll probably have a, a good year. He'll probably make the Pro Bowl. Again. He's not a bad player. No. He he has a horrible uh attitude, I would say. But I think at the same time, you know, he's got like that kind of killer attitude, which I think you kinda need. He plays with that vengeance. Yeah, like, like, I mean, Sean Taylor, I think we could all agree, is probably one of our favorite players to ever watch growing Mm -hmm. up. That's how he played. I mean, the guy was violent as hell on the field, so. I don't think Sean Taylor would make it in today's game. Oh, he'd be fine, left and right. He'd be suspended every Yeah, (laughs) same thing with Bob Sanders, too, man. Those two guys, they went at it. Yeah, without a doubt. 
Um, so this is my favorite news of the week. Favorite news. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitz Magic is taking the Dolphins to the promised land. Stop. <laughs> Dude, they lost everybody. I know. So the Dolphins are going to be bad. But you know what? I applaud the Dolphins because they got an upgrade. Fitzpatrick's better than Ryan Tannehill. And, I mean, Fitzpatrick was good last year. I know he had, he had better. But <laughs> and, the only thing is he had better receivers fi- than what he's going to have in Miami. I, I don't know. Kenny Stills is pretty good. I think Kenny Stills is just as good as Deshaun Jackson. Uh, yeah, but else? he had Mike Evans. He had Deshaun Watson and Chris Godwin. Who's Deshaun Watson? Or, not Desha- Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> There's number one mess up. I'm just going to start tallying all my mess ups. It just seems Fitzpatrick is the QB you go to when you're in the building stage. You know what he's going to give you. But it just seems like the money-wise, mm-hmm. this man knows how to make his money. He, he went to Harvard. Know. He should know how, <laughs> how to negotiate a little I, I, bit. I think he does represent himself, too. He does, sure. yeah. So, I mean, I, I've always liked Fitzpatrick. Is he is he going to be make the Hall of Fame? Absolutely not. No. Is no. he going to win you a Super Bowl? No. Probably but not. it just he seems to give you... Somewhat he, consistent He's a hard-nosed player, and, too. Like, yeah. Especially like late in his career now, he's running the ball into the end zone. Yeah, he don't care anymore. <laughs> Getting his man. helmet hit off. Yeah. like His beard's going all over the place. But you like that. Dude, he's the journeyman of the NFL. He's that transition quarterback yep. that every team needs. Like Vinny Testaverde. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the new age this Vinny is, This is his eighth different team in 15 seasons. That's crazy. And I can't complain because what he did with the Jets was awesome. Yeah. We knew he wasn't going to go far in the playoffs, but that season was actually yeah. fun to watch. Yeah, but I you mean, just saw the culture like evolve around him, and everybody was like, "Yeah, every, the excitement, yeah, Dude, that's what, everybody's that's like, yeah, that's our guy, that's our guy, that's our guy." I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna draft Fitzpatrick in my fantasy league, and I'm gonna storm on my bench because there's gonna be three weeks where he's, <laughs> where he's, the, he best yeah. he's the best quarterback. In <laughs> he's gonna come in wearing Deshaun Jackson's clothing. <laughs> yeah, there is three weeks where he is the best quarterback in football. It happens every <laughs> single year. <laughs> Speaking of fantasy football, you won with this guy next. I did. Blake Bortles is the new Rams backup quarterback. Yeah, so uh, RIP to Blake. But, you know, I'm kind of happy for him. So he signed with the Rams, not with the intention to start, obviously. He knows he's not going to start. He said, he's like, for the sake of my career, I went to L.A. because I I need someone to fix me. Like, he's always had throwing issues. If you watch him throw, he's got a crazy long throwing motion. The ball it comes out horrible. I think all of us here could probably throw a better spiral than what Blake Bortles can throw, and he just so he went there and he's like, who better to work with than the hottest commodity on the coaching market, Sean McVay? He's like, coaches are getting hired out of here, left and right. I'm gonna go to a guy who knows offense and knows a quarterback position and try to have him fix me. So I mean, I applaud him for that. You know, he could have. I mean, I don't know if there was any interest from some teams. That I'm pretty he, sure Miami was looking at him. Yeah, so like he probably could have went to Miami, possibly star. He probably could have went to a team where, I mean, if he goes to Baltimore, I don't think Lamar Jackson is a lock at quarterback because he one, is now they got rid of Flacco. Well, yeah, but what and, I'm saying you know. is he's he runs a lot, could get hurt. He he cannot throw, so I think he could have went to Baltimore. I think it maybe would have been a safer option where he could have possibly got more playing time. But he goes to a place where he thinks it's going to give him the best chance to extend his career mm. by becoming a better quarterback. So yeah. I applaud him on that. It, I would have either, if I was him, I would have went to the Rams like he did, or I would have went to the Bengals because that's where their quarterback coach went. Yeah. He's the new head coach for them. So, And, you know, the Bengals, Andy Dalton's better than Tannehill, but Andy Dalton, in my opinion, isn't great either. No, he's not. He's the that below average quarterback like Fitzpatrick that's going to give you quality. Yeah, so I mean, 
And then we got uh, Randall Cobb. He signs with the Cowboys. That's a, I, dude, I, that's a big move, man. I love Cole Beasley, though. So you say it's an upgrade for yeah, I do. Cole Beasley. Yeah. I like Cole Beasley. I think Cole Beasley has put up better number, numbers than Randall Cobb the last two years. Because he's been on the field. When Randall Cobb is on the field, part. though. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a huge part. But when Randall Cobb's on the field, he's probably the best slot receiver other than not named Julian Edelman. I, I I like Randall Cobb. I'm glad he's not in Green Bay anymore because he's always found a way to kill the Bears. Like, if he played two games in the year, they were both going to be against the Bears and he was going to go off. I mm-hmm. mean, so he caught that big touchdown last year in week one when the Bears lost that heartbreaker to Rodgers in the first week. So he always killed the Bears. So I'm glad he's not there, but... We've seen him decline over the years, and I think it's because he plays an aggressive style of football. He's he's not afraid to shy away from contact. He's still young. But he's always hurt because of that contact. He's small. He's not a big yeah. guy. He's only 28 years old. He's man. not doing what, cra- these other, the what these other players are well, doing. Yeah. They just run around the corner. Well, the, the, the new guys, they run to the corner, get out of the sidelines. Sidelines right away. Yeah, yeah, all the time. And he's not. he doesn't do that. He doesn't shy away from contact. And, you know, you applaud that as a football fan, but from a career standpoint, he's always hurt. Right. And to me, I mean, I think Green Bay should have brought him back. I think they they're lacking that they got Devontae Adams. That's, and that's it. it. I mean, they got Geronimo Allison. Who he did all right. He last had year. flashes of okay. They do have okay. Equinomia St. Brown. And uh, you probably don't that, even know who that yeah, is. Yeah, I do. do? And Valdez Scantling. They have that yeah, guy he too. Yeah, did all right who too. Okay. Yeah. I I had all those guys at least once last year. All fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just goes to show you probably had him because Cobb was hurt. Yeah, Cobb was hurt, and Devontae Adams. I think he had the missed concussion a game from a concussion. Yeah. So. Yeah, I had uh, Geronimo Allison went off for me like two weeks, I think. But, uh, yeah, so Randall Cobb's gone. And then going on to Tariq Hill. So this is kind of just we've already talked about it a little bit. So Tariq Hill, he uh, just he went to Oklahoma State, got kicked off for domestic violence, like we said. Uh, Not just domestic violence. He beat the crap out of his pregnant girlfriend. Who he's with now, still. And who this new report involves, that kid that was born. Yeah, so... Uh, his child. Oh, breaking news! Third one in a row. Three, three episodes in a row. Three episodes in a row. Vontez perfect to the Raiders. I like that. That's old school Raiders. And, and, I, like that, right? and I think that they had a hole at linebacker too. Yeah, they did. So I think that's a good move by them. I thought that said Ravens. I was like, man, <laughs> he was on the money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, before we go into Tariq Hill. I think I was wrong about Jordy Nelson. From everything I've read, the Packers have no interest in bringing Jordy Nelson back. He met with somebody the other day. I forget who it was. Yeah, he met with someone. But it's not going to be the Packers. So I thought for sure he'd be back there. No, but But, you did say if Mike McCarthy was still there, he'd already be a Packer. Yeah, that's true, too. But I just wanted to clarify that. I looked it up today because I was like, oh, i got to review this on the podcast. But (laughs) he he wasn't. he's not signing there. But anyway, Tariq Hill. So the first report was that I guess he was listed in the first report, which involved his son breaking his arm. His son's arm was broken. And now the second report, he's not listed in. So the NFL's investigating. We don't really know much about it. Like, no one in the public knows much. They're keeping a lot of it under wraps. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure somehow TMZ will get a video and it'll resurface <laughs> in about two weeks. Hitting camera in his home. Yeah. I mean, it's always like like no one knew about the Cream Hunt thing. And then all of a sudden, like, this video, video just surfaced up, up out yeah. of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just – see, a guy like Tariq Hill – you're already under a microscope for everything you did prior. Yeah. Why? Like, why? It's the same thing as Ruben Foster, bro. Like, like you said, he's under the microscope. 
for his past. And he's still in that same situation. He's with the same woman. Surrounded in that same environment. Whether he's definitely at fault for putting his hands on her. But the same thing with Ruben Foster, bro. He she first lied about him. And then he brings her to the hotel in Tampa. What are these guys thinking? Yeah, like weren't you taught like when there's a bad situation, remove, remove yourself, yourself from that yeah. situation. Yeah. They're like, doing the same stuff, getting the same results. If we weren't, if we were an explicit podcast, I would say something. But I'm not gonna say it. But <laughs> all I gotta say is it must be good if he's gonna keep coming back. Because <laughs> my goodness, this is two live crew lyrics going in here. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's just, it's just these guys lack common sense. It's unreal. It is crazy to me. I, I just I so. Uh, do you think he gets cut? Uh, the way they cut Kareem Hunt, which Hunt wasn't even that bad. Like, he kicked the woman. They made it sound it. like he kicked her and knocked her out cold. Like, no, he dude, went and drop kicked her or something. Those <laughs> girls are in bigger trouble than he is because, A, they were underage, and, B, they were trespassing. They weren't even invited to the place. And no one knows exactly what happened. Not, again, not that it's right what he yeah. did, but no one knows what was said, what yeah. was going Like, Why do you think he hasn't gotten in trouble with the law about this yet? Because yeah. those girls are in bigger trouble than he is. That is that's a private building. You have to get into there with an access code, or somebody lets you in and comes and gets you. Yeah. They snuck in. So they were in the wrong in the first place. But if they cut Kareem Hunt for that, yeah, they definitely got to cut him. Yeah, you would think that, that you know, the, the Chiefs made a strong statement by cutting Kareem Hunt, who at yeah. the time is one of the better backs in football. Mm-hmm. You think you would have to cut him if he's found tied to this at all. He's definitely going to the Browns, though, if they cut they him. Have to, as they <laughs> say, you got to keep that Browns. same energy, and they got to yeah. keep the same one with yeah. Tariq Hill. And- I mean, <laughs> the Browns. <laughs> just, no, the I only reason, I, I, don't, I, I say that in a joking that? matter, but I, I say that in a serious matter as well, because John Dorsey gave him that second chance. Does he give him another second chance? And imagine that, Odell and Jarvis on the outside. Dude, that's perfect. That setup is crazy. They're going to be fighting for the ball. But you know what? Kill or be killed, bro. Fight for the ball. That yeah. setup would be crazy. Odell and Landry on the outside, like you said, and then Tariq Hill on the slot. I feel like Forget about I feel it. like Mayfield will throw for seventy-five touchdowns. <laughs> Dude, he's breaking the NFL passing record every game, like just per game, just yards yeah, and yeah. touchdowns. So, oh, Mate Baker threw for seven hundred and fifty <laughs> yards today. Move over, Fran Tarkenton. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that would be unreal. Uh, be crazy. Speaking of, well, not Baker, but someone who... Browns quarterbacks. Yeah, former Brown quarterback, which there are a lot of them. So you take your pick before we <laughs> choose. Is Give it, it a J- second. Uh, Jason Campbell. No. Ah! Tim Couch? No, but he oh. did win a Heisman as well, like this guy. Uh, Mooch. Can it be Manziel? Yep, yes, Johnny sir. Manziel. Johnny Football. He's still alive. Uh, so he was cut from, he was like, not cut, only cut, he was banned banned from the Canadian football league. Eh? What do you think he did? Eh? I don't know. He <laughs> too much bacon and beer. Uh, you know, I think he just probably chugged too much maple syrup. Yeah. I want to know, like they haven't come out and said what happened, but I want to know what he did. That Canadian press is airtight up there. Yeah. bro. You never hear it. Yeah. Yeah. There would be no, no video surfing, surf or coming up from a guy kicking a girl in the face. No. <laughs> not in Canada. Uh, but yeah, you get Johnny. hockey puck to death instead of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you just got slap shots. Yeah, you just yeah, got all, mine, everybody take it to the up. teeth. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be crazy. Uh, but he signs with the all aboard Memphis Express, who are one and five in the AAF, 
Worst team in the league. Dude, but honestly, watching their games, they're not that bad. They're a quarterback away. I will say that the games have gotten a lot better. Yeah. Now, not that I've watched them because I've been super busy, but mm-hmm. I've watched the highlights leading up. There's a lot more, like, big-time plays There's happening. There's big-time hits going. Big-time hits. Like, it's actually doing pretty good. I, I like that, this league, man. It's, yeah. it's good quality football, I think. It's Yeah. College football, just at a different time of the year. And I think and that they're, good. at the end of this season, I think the quarterback from the Hot Shots, Wofford, he I think he's going to get dunk it up this past weekend. Yeah, but I still think he's going to get picked up. Actually, no, not the, not the Hot Shots. No, no the other guy. Uh, the Apollos guy stunk it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that I think Wofford's been the most consistent. Yeah, he has. And I think he's going to get picked up. I think uh, their receiver, Rashad Ross, mm-hmm. I think he's going to get picked up. Um, and Jalen Marshall's going off for the Apollos this year. I think he's going to get re-signed. Definitely the quarterback's definitely getting signed. Yeah. So I think, you know, the league has been good. So yeah. I think Manziel's got his work cut out for him because I would like to see an AAF All-Star game versus the CFL and see what happens. I don't know. It might be even. I don't I don't, I don't really watch CFL that Well, me much. neither. That's why. You know what gets me with the CFL? Don't they have the goalpost still at the front of the end zone? They do. Yeah. They, they, that's because the, the field's longer. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And they don't, they don't have fourth downs. No, they have third down. Yeah, that's so weird. <laughs> and they ha- they kind of have like arena football where you have the motion where the receiver can start ten yards back and get a running start. So uh, I know <laughs> this isn't on our list here, but when Menzel gets cut from Memphis Express, where does he go next? <laughs> uh, XFL, XFL, or back arena, to the spring league arena, arena football. football. And maybe he goes into the Terrell Owens, Ricky Williams league that started up, but nobody knows what's going on. What about the flag football league that Michael Vick started up? Could do that. <laughs> Oh, man, there's so many leagues now. Let's we should join a league. Yeah, I'm he might even take uh, Tim Tebow's route. <laughs> Go, <laughs> Go <to> baseball. Baker <laughs> Mayfield was jacking homers the other day. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, I mean, get at least nowadays people think anybody can play baseball. Russell Wilson yeah. goes back to Yankee camp every year. Well, I'm glad Manziel found a new job, but this next guy, I cannot fathom how he keeps getting a job. <laughs> I don't get it. It's like Sam Bradford, Do a he, lineman. He's ranked the worst lineman every year, and yet he's on his third team. Eric Second Flowers. In the East. Eric Flowers. You should be happy. I, yeah, but he's not going to start. If he starts, I'll be happy. Hey, five sacks today. Let's go. <laughs> the thing is, the Redskins have so many injuries every year, he's definitely going to play. <laughs> yeah. I mean, line me up in front of him. But, dude, he this guy is garbage. La basura. He is bad. I like what you did there. Is that Spanish? La basura? Yeah, that means garbage. Yeah, that's because you're dating a Spanish girl. Spanish by association, <laughs> man. I feel you. Um, yeah, Eric Flowers is horrible. I mean, I think people said he did okay when he went to Jacksonville. Like, he had, he was all right. But um, I know for the Giants, Jackson, when I watched the them. Jar- the Jaguars were terrible last year. Well, so. yeah. So, I mean, it's not saying much. But, yeah, Flowers, I mean, I, I would watch some Giants games because, like I said, my dad's a Redskins fan. So... And when I would watch him play, I never really noticed how bad he was. And then you brought it up, and I was like, holy crap, this guy is so bad. And and then you see him just getting his hand off the ground. Guy's already 10 yards behind him for the sack. He's like, oh, sorry, Eli. Happened again. Yeah, it was was really bad. So, uh, whatever. I mean, maybe this is probably his last shot. No, nah, I'll just go to the AAF or the XFL. <laughs> Spring. Joey Manziel. <laughs> He's going to be like, yo, Johnny, where are you playing this year? Oh, like, hook me up. Um, so that's it for football. Anything else you guys want to add before we move to baseball? Nah, that's it, man. I got nothing on football. That was action-packed. That took wait, a wait, 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 wait. Since Mooch is the special guest, we have been talking about the Jets. 
Oh, yeah. Give us your off-season review as of now as a Jets fan. Did you buy a Bell jersey yet? Are you happy? Are you sad? Not yet with a Bell jersey, but I am pretty happy with that move. I'm hoping he could do what Thomas Jones, Sean Green, be that kind of running back. Because Curtis Martin? Curtis Martin. Well, I'm talking about like a recent. recent. Curtis Martin is a hard comparison. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't compare him like with, with Curtis Martin, but I'm hoping they gives the Jets that running game. That allows them to be able to go into the pass game as well. I feel like the the Jets' offense, we've been picking up receivers, being able to have the pass game there, but the run game has been obsolete. Yeah, especially I, for a Jets team that, that that that's what they were. Their defense mm-hmm. and their run game was always. They know. made the improvements on the line. They've got their running back. Now all they're really missing, they need is a couple more people on the offensive line and maybe another linebacker. I was going to say a big play. A big key receiver. receiver. And a receiver, That's yeah. their number one thing. Because Anderson doesn't stay he, on the he, field. He was supposed to be that guy. He can't stay on the field, like you said. Quincy Anunwai. Unbelievable. Like, yeah. Robbie yeah. Anderson. Yeah, but, but he's, he's been dealing hurt. with injuries. Robbie Anderson is, is a hell of a – he has – Crazy speed, mm-hmm. but I feel like he's too predictable. You yeah. know where he's going. He's like he's not going to go across. That's why Terrell. Straight, yeah, that's why Terrell Pryor didn't across. work out for the Jets either, man. Exactly. You know? So if you're at the third pick and you're Mike McCagn and the G- the GM for the Jets, are you staying at that pick? Or are you trading back to possibly the Giants to build a team? My biggest thing was I wanted the Jets for a receiver first mm-hmm. round. That's what I want. Are you going to go you're going to take a receiver at the third overall pick? I think you got to trade back. Yeah, I would trade back, not take it that high. Yeah. I, would, I would, if I'm the Jets, I would trade back. See if you could swap first rounders and maybe get a late, another late round pick. But it depends. But I would definitely want to, like yeah. a a, See, a receiver it, because the receivers in this draft mm-hmm. they look pretty good. This yeah. is this. I think this, this class is stacked with. with I do too. At least combine so if, like I, wise. If I'm the Jets it. man, if I'm in love with a receiver, take him at three. You think? Why not? Ah. If you're in love with that guy, there's no promise that he's going to be at the spot you trade back to. So if you love him, somebody else is going to love him. I mean, so you think if the Giants trade up three, what, the Jets got three? Giants so better not trade You up. think if they trade up to three, what do the, the Jets do? They just swap first-rounders? Or do you, the, the Jets oh, have no, to get I was, I was just saying that because the Giants have multiple first-round picks. Uh-huh. The higher the pick, the more value, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, you can get those two picks from the Giants. Do I see the Giants doing that? No. No, I don't think they'll trade away two first-rounders. And I don't think they'll ever trade rounder. with the Jets, ever. The yeah. only time you ever see players yeah. change teams from Jets and Giants or Giants to Jets is if they get cut. That's it. Yeah, or free like agency or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't happen often, but yeah, I think the Jets have definitely made a stride. They are. Yeah, they are. They are in the running, I think, and they have something with, especially with their defense. Jamal Adams, that's my favorite player right now on the Jets. Well, and they play. I love that defense. Yeah. Aside from Brady, they or well, Brady, the Patriots, yeah. they play in a weak division. Dolphins yeah. are going to stink, and the Bills. I think the Bills are going to be okay this year. I, I don't. I really do. I'm not. I love Josh Allen, but I'm not sold on Josh Allen. I'm sold on him 100. percent He's athletic. I love when he hurdles dudes. He's got attitude. Yeah, I'd love. say that no, the, the the Patriots are the biggest competition yeah. every year, and it's like it's like the, like you said with the with uh, Green Bay and the Bears. It's like that's the same concept with with the Patriots. It's, you can't get past them. And Brady, as long as Brady's playing, I feel like the Jets are just going to have that I don't even worry about the Packers but anymore. But I, I like what they did at defensive coordinator. They're going to have that new evolution of defense. They got Greg Williams. So they're going to have that zone blitz scheme. They're going to throw different stuff at Brady. Maybe they confuse him this year. Who knows? Yeah, I think, I think the Jets have built a solid team. And I think they're so young that it's like I compare it to the Bears. You know, young team. The Bears are at a point now with their team where they're like literally just – 
adding guys as they go. It's not like they need they have a necessary void like hole that they need to fill. They're just adding to their weak spots. That doesn't necessarily mean those but they're players still are competing. bad. They're still you good know, they're players. They're competing they're every game. get a better man. player at that position. So I think that's where the Jets are at now. I think they got some holes to fill, but they can compete with the team that they have right now. And they have so much money. Yep. Yeah. Spend it. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of money. You like what I did there? <laughs> money, I money, money, up, money, 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 money. Oh, yeah. Dollar, dollar. We're not talking NFL money, are we, Zach? No, we're no. talking Mike Trout <laughs> breaking the bank. Hold my beer, Bryce Harper money. Mike Trout reeled it in, per Oh, oh. You like yeah. that? <laughs> I'm thinking he caught a cod. Uh, <laughs> signed for $100 million more than Bryce Harper, who two weeks ago just signed $330 million. Today, Mike Trout signs for 12 years, canceling the two years that were left on his contract starting this year. 12 years, $430 million. And he, he got more money. He got $100 million more in one less year. Yeah, one less year. In, in case you didn't hear that, $430 million. Almost half a billion. This guy won the Powerball in one day yeah. for the next 12 years. And so you add in all his incentives and stuff he's going to make and all the endorsement money. Like he has his own cleat for Nike, so you know he's raking in the big bucks with that. The only thing is like he's not... LA's a big market, but not on the East Coast. It's oh, not yeah. a big market. He plays at 10.30 at night. You're the face of baseball. How are you supposed to be exposed at 10.30 at night when everybody's sleeping, you know? I was having this conversation today with a coworker. you know. LeBron James is on TV every, every single, single day. day. Yeah. Mike, like Trout, said that Mike Trout, you see him play five games a year. Yeah. Like, it's unreal. That's going to lead into what I want to say after, Which but... I- We'll continue this. We'll get into what I. But do you say. think that has to deal with how he is as a player? I feel like even though I, like he is the face of MLB and mm-hmm. baseball, but he's not like a LeBron James as much as he is. He's like flashy in your face. Mike Trout's not flashy at all. No, but so he, he lets like, his play doing his talk. Major and that baseball. amazes me though that he's been able to accomplish what he has yeah. just playing like that mm-hmm. and Major, with all the money. Major League Baseball basically punishes him yeah. because he yeah. Manfred has come out and spoke against guys like Mike Trout don't deserve he's the best player in baseball by far yeah. you should you should be grateful that a player like Mike Trout is your face of the franchise yeah. like he's a quiet mm-hmm. small town humble dude that at the like no matter how much money he has yeah. or what like he's never going to get in trouble no. he he's, he said he's like I enjoy to play the game get in my car and go home to my wife every day he's like that's all I want to do. I, do yeah. I don't like to go out. He doesn't go to clubs. He doesn't. That's not what he does. Mike the, Trout is is a. He's like, he's like a. He doesn't even have kids. Like he is like a dad. Like yeah. a dad. Like yeah. like me. Like I go to work and I come yeah. home and I hang out with my family. That's mm-hmm. that's what I do. So like, it's sad that he gets punished for that. Yeah, it, he obviously deserved this money. And wait, before you move on to the next thing, I want to say he's making sixteen hundred dollars per pitch. Yeah, he's sixty-eight. Yeah, sixty-eight thousand. Yeah, they said like bat. ninety. Yeah, what crazy. was it like ninety-six thousand a day? Uh, two hundred twelve thousand per game, but ninety-six per day for a whole year. Imagine that kind of money, man. <laughs> Bro, I would be paying somebody to feed me grapes and to wipe my butt. That's insane. But a contract like this, uh, and I don't know if you're going to agree with what I'm going to say next, but that's why I put Aaron Judge down. The ne- the closest player to Mike Trout at the moment is Mookie Betts. Defensively and offensively, what what does this contract do for Mookie? Um, He's nearing talks for a contract extension and possibly uh, free agency. 
Well, I know for from a Yankee standpoint, I love Aaron Judge to death. I hope he's a Yankee for life, but he's not Mike Trout, so he doesn't get Mike Trout money. I do think Aaron Judge is better than Bryce Harper. I think Bryce Harper is overrated, in my honest opinion. He's had one year where he was really good, and that was his MVP year. Other than that, side note: Bryce Harper has only hit thirty home runs twice in his career. Yeah, that's insane. And he's like, it, people love him, and he's not—he's a good player, mm-hmm. but he is not like face of the major league baseball type player. Aaron Judge, his attitude is a lot like Mike Trout, but you know, and he's a stud, but he's not Mike Trout. Uh, so I don't think he gets a contract like that. Plus, he's going to be twenty-nine or thirty by the time he's up for a contract because he started. Yeah, he's older. still he young like, now. He's like 28, 27, 28. Yeah. He came up he came up older. He did 25, 20, yeah. So he was like 24. Yeah, but you got to think 25. Mike Trout's been in the league since he was 19. Well, yeah, so those yeah. are the guys that get those So everybody thinks though. he's like, "Ah, he's old." Dude, he's only 27. Same, same with he's Bryce. He's 27 this season. Yeah, yeah, same thing with Bryce. I mean, if Judge would have come up when he was 19, then yeah, but I mean, he mm-hmm. also played in college. Those yeah, two guys did. didn't. So Mookie Betts still doesn't get that money, but I would give Mookie Betts a good co- like I would give Mookie Betts ten years three hundred million. I think that. Do you think he gets more than Bryce? No, no, no. I, I would at least even though he's better. Yeah, no. I would think that he deserves. I'm not gonna give him. I'll, I'll get into why I'm not gonna give him that money. I think he deserves at least like a median between the two. I think at least three sixty five, three seventy five, somewhere in that range. Me personally, I wouldn't even pay Mike Trout four hundred and thirty million dollars. I'm more. You hear me all the time talking about build a team from within, blah, 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 build, 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 build. Build a team instead of focusing on one guy. You know what I'm saying? Like $430 million, that's going to take up so much of your cap space, you only allotted so much for all the other positions. There's cool. eight other positions other than him. I think in the Angels situation, because they are, as we put it all the time, and hence our logo, they are a dumpster fire organization. They are a yeah. team, an organization that they have no direction. They're they're marketed horribly. They which doesn't make sense. They're in L.A. Yeah, but they already L.A.'s already got their team. And, and it seems they just been like good off just having Mike yeah. Trout. You know, Mike in Trout. the early two thousands, the Angels amazing. were great. Um, but since then, they haven't been good. They they held on to guys like Weaver and and stuff way too long. And you know, then you give Pulholz the money that he's got. They're still just, holding on to him too. Long. Justin Upton, I love, but he's hasn't panned out, and they're paying He'll give him you a ton of money. Thirty home runs a year, man. It's just you know, and now they got guys. I think no, Kinsler's in in uh, San, San Diego. Diego, but you know, they're just they got, and then guys that were supposed to be great, like you know, uh, Rich. Uh, what the heck's his name? He gets hurt every year. I can't remember. I just had the name and Rich I, Harden. Garrett Richards. Garrett Richards. Yeah, he's not. He's, he's on the Padres now. Is he? Mm-hmm. The guy that gets hurt every single year? Yeah, the one that snapped his leg on the first baseline for the Red, against the Red Sox? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but they just, there's guys like that. He was supposed to be a stud, right? He and is then, a stud. He just can't stay healthy. It's just, like, they have bad Josh luck. Hamilton. Josh Hamilton. Josh Hamilton was another one. My yeah. question, contracts like these for guys like Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, do when they give these guys these contracts, does this affect you think this affects how they play in the long run? Do they get too comfortable? Or are they? That's a good question. I think a guy like Trout. Because no. we see this all the time in the NFL. Mm-hmm. These guys, you see them like, oh, look at this contract he got. And then that season comes along and it's like they didn't do anything with yeah, it. Yeah, you know? perfect example is Janoris Jenkins. You saw him get his bag. The yeah. Giants paid him like 70 something million dollars. 
one good season so far. It's been there for four already. So, so that that's my question: is does this rub off on the on the MLB players, or is it different? Does it? I think it's different per person, per yeah. player. I my, could see. I could see Bryce Harper yeah. falling off Me too. because he's never been great to begin with. But like yeah. Mike Trout is such a cool and calm, collected guy. Plus, he has no pressure. He's literally making tons of money, and he could go mm. 0 for 4 for the next 10 games, mm. and no one's going to talk about it no. because he plays in such a horribly marketed franchise. Yeah, yeah. And he's already had a taste a little bit of the money, I think, a couple years ago. It was a seven-year, $168 million extension. So he's already had the taste of the money, and he's still continuously excelling on the field. So I don't think this is going to change how he acts. And I could see like Mookie being the same way, and Judge being the same. Like those guys are they're hard nosed players, and they're a lot like they're each dirt other. bags. That's what I yeah. call players that would go to toe to toe and like toe to slab every day on the diamond. And yeah. with Mike Trout, with how he plays, we see here he's just like mm-hmm. laid back. You think he would still be? I mean, he's a great player, but you think he would still shine in places like New York or Boston? Oh yeah, with that kind of with that kind of that's the whole different pressure of yeah. media. You know, I fans he, are are ruthless. They're coming at you know. It's a it's a different. I mean, he comes to New York and, and dominates the Yankees that's, yeah, every year. I, I think mean, he definitely could handle it. He's that type of guy. That he just and, and doesn't care. Even though like he comes to New York, who hates Mike Trout? I do. I think he's smug, but he, I'm not going to take away from his. <laughs> His ability his to ability, play baseball. Yeah. See, I don't hate him at all. I think he's a good dude, and he. But there's a reason. Like, there's a reason he's not the face of baseball. He's not flashy. Bryce yeah. Harper's the face of baseball, even though he doesn't play like it. The haircuts. The haircuts. The, yeah. the media. He's everywhere. Yeah. See, I, I, I don't enjoy that. See, I like Aaron Judge because Aaron Judge is like the most cocky Aaron Judge ever get got one when he played the New York, New York, and Boston. It came back to bite him, but like. <laughs> that, that's no longer the Yankees song. That is now the Red Sox song. <laughs> but, you know, like, I like guys like that. You know, they don't have to say. They just go out and play. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely agree it depends on the player. I could see Machado going in the tank. I could, too. He's that type of guy. He's like, mm, just me. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I why totally why else would you go to the Padres? Yeah. You know? Yeah. When's the last they time a- they won? The 90s with Tony Gwynn and... Um, Kevin Brown. That's I it. think they still have a good foundation, though. I think they'll be all right. They're about to get rid of that foundation for Bauer and Kluber. Nah, Bauer's not going to go there. Or Kluber. I think the Indians are going to stay pat because the Indians are going to wrap up the, that division in the first half of the season. <laughs> I don't see how they're going to win ninety six games, though. Yeah, but they're going to they're going to win the division because that division is the worst division in baseball. Yeah, now gonna, it is. It used to be one of the best. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna. Be like up by fifteen games by the All Star break, and they're gonna coast the rest of the way and make it to the playoffs. And with Kluber and Bauer, you can win games. Yeah, and you can you know they got a decent bullpen, they got a really good lineup. I think, I think, and that. Uh, well, I don't want to go too much into it. So, well, oh, it's right here, Cargo. Yeah, I think the Cargo signing's great. Where do you see him playing? I think he's a versatile outfielder. I mean, I don't think that the. I know you have on here, do they not believe in Naquin, Greg Allen, or Bowers? I think they don't believe in Naquin. Yeah, because this think, is like his fifth year now, right? Yeah, I think Tyler Naquin's kind of fell off mm-hmm. ever since the postseason. I think Allen hasn't played too much. He's still young. He's still a rookie. Yeah, and then uh, Bow- I love Bowers. From what I, I saw don't with know him, why like, the Rays traded him. They no. do this all the time. Yeah. Where they have a, a stud. We saw with Will Myers. Mm-hmm. They traded him for James Shields. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, I, I, I love Bowers. I mean, he... He hit some monster shots last year. I love his approach to the play. Seems good. He's also versatile. He can play first base and outfield. 
So I like Bauer. So I think that it has a lot to do with Naquin more so than anything. And mm-hmm. I think Cargo just he brings that right that left handed power, and he's a good outfielder. You know he's got good career numbers. Not great. Not a Hall of Famer, but very 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 good player. Yeah. So I like that signing. Cool. Speaking of money, did you see this today? I don't know if you saw it. I put it on here. This what time. the Yankees? No, the minor leaguers. They're oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Manfred said he wants to double their salary, so they're going to go from, like, 40 grand to, like, 80 grand. Well, see, so this is the thing. If you are a minor league baseball player and you're on the 40-man roster, 500000 is the league minimum. Mm-hmm. So that's if you're on the 40-man roster. Now, if you're not on the 40-man roster, which is most people who just sign out of college or sign, or sign out of high school. So, you know, I'm in high school. I get drafted. Say, let's say I sign for a million. All right, so I'm going to get that million dollars, okay, when I sign. But after that, I'm not going to get – my contract is going to be – I think – so you only get paid for the time you're playing. So if you're – you know, if the season's five months, you're only getting paid for five months, obviously. You're not getting right. paid year-round. Plus you have to pay a ton of taxes. And so what happens is your contract is you're making – a thousand bucks every two weeks or a thousand bucks a month. It depends on your contract, where you were drafted, all that stuff. So, you know, a first round pick's gonna have a, a higher contract than someone who was drafted in the thirtieth round. But if I'm drafted in the thirtieth round, I'm making with taxes out and everything, eight hundred to a thousand dollars every two weeks. And that you know, you gotta think, you're traveling all the time, so you gotta you need food. Still and, it's still a mate trying to make a living and how you can you can't pay a mortgage and everything right. on a thousand dollars, like so, and that's for five months out of the year. So if I'm making a thousand dollars a month, I'm making five grand the whole year, and now I gotta, you know. So I mean, yeah, if you sign for a million dollars, and yeah, that's great. You know, you got that million dollars in your bank, but it's like until you make it to the forty man roster or the bigs, you're not getting. You're paid not anything. getting paid anything. You're basically playing for free. Yeah. So it's. People don't understand that. People automatically think like, "Oh, he's a major league baseball player." You know, he's right. making millions of dollars. But they look at the, that one number and they don't look at everything else that's taken out of it, and like you said, the expenses that go with it. Exactly, and if you're if you're drafted in like the anywhere from like ten, the tenth round to like forties, your signing bonus can range from two hundred fifty thousand to to ten grand, a thousand dollars. You know, like that's insane. And how do you, how you expect a kid to live off that is is unreal. So I think that they definitely need to up the pay in minor league baseball, without a doubt. I mean, they should still be able to make a living because you know if I'm making you know a thousand bucks a month in those five months I'm playing, how am I going to support myself when the season's, season's over? To and you're you're expected to enhance your skills through that time off. Well, sorry, I can't do that when I have to work a job to to support myself while the season's not going on. Well, this goes into the Gio Gonzalez signing for the, by the Yankees. They're giving him a minor league contract, but it's three million dollars. It, yeah, it's like a, it's a million, but then yeah. if he makes the forty man or whatever, yep, he's exactly. Gets but still, million. it's still a million dollars for a minor league contract. Mm-hmm. So most of the ninety percent of the guys in the minor leagues are not sniffing that. No, it's like forty grand, forty yeah. fifty grand, um, but. Also, Geo's put his time in. There is a veteran minimum. I think yeah. if you're a veteran, if you have a certain amount of experience, I think that the least you can sign for is like a, two, a million or two million. So, I mean, I agree. I mean, I think if you're a veteran, you should get, you know, secure your bag. As they say. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 
the Padres, you you think the Padres are still going after? They are Kluber and Bauer. They they keep trying, but they just don't want to trade Tatis Jr. They they just need to sign Keiko at this point. They should. I don't know why they're not. They have the money. They've said like a dozen times that they have the money to sign Machado and Harper. Exactly. So why not just you know split that money in half, sign Keiko, sign Kimbrel. And like you said, they, work as a whole team. Work as a whole team. I don't. These guys don't get it. I I don't understand. Like you're professionals in this organ, like as an organization, figure it out. Just imagine if. The Padres never traded Hand, and there was Brad Hand, right? Brad Hand, yeah. And the the other guy, I can't Zim Zimbar is Zim, something. The the reliever, the side armor guy. Uh, I can't remember his name now. He him and him and Hand went to the Indians last year. Oh. Just imagine they kept those two for this year's team. I this think the Padres are gonna be, be good. Yeah, but, but they they wouldn't have Francisco Mejia though. They finally have their catcher now. Yeah, but he's not gonna play this year anyway. He's their backup. I don't know. I like the Padres, but I don't think they're getting... And Bauer's my pick for the Cy Young. That's your boy. But I, if they do offer up Tatis Jr., they're going to take that. They're not going to offer up Tatis Jr. I wouldn't either. He's, I wouldn't and either. he's also... He's raked this spring. He's Yeah. He's murdered the ball. I, I think... But he's going to be one of those guys that you know gets abused with the plus, service. Group. Plus, the Indians don't need a shortstop. Breaking news. Clay Matthews to the Rams. Really? Mm-hmm. Man, this podcast, if you don't listen to it, shame on you because we're breaking news left and I right. I mean, we're breaking news two days later after it happens. But <laughs> <laughs> no, perfect and... No, I'm saying like by the time we upload it, it's going to be... Oh, old. it comes out tonight. But it'll be yeah, the but, news will be old by yeah. then. It'll be like two hours old. But we're like right on it right yeah, now. Yeah. So enjoy our excitement as you listen. Yeah. Just so, pr- just don't look at your phone. Just listen to the podcast. Yeah. Pretend like you didn't even know. No spoilers. Yeah, you didn't even know that uh, Mike Trout signed that contract until no, I, until you no. listen to this podcast. We definitely broke that news. <laughs> Got to start going live. Well, yeah, I, was right gonna do, I was going to do live <laughs> to try to figure that out today. But it was too hard because like we had yeah. to sit like this. So I'm going to get a camera though. And we're going to. Hopefully I'll have it like put up like that, like that. And yeah, they have Bluetooth cameras you can move. Well, I have a nice camera. I just got to figure out how to get it to connect to this. Do you have a tripod? Yeah. You have a Vern Troyer? <laughs> what is that? You got to get one of those long mics. Vern Troyer is a midget. They always kind of, you know, mini-me. Mini-me, they want to pass oh. away. Um, oh, dude, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Mini-me. Oh, man. Um. So, yeah, Trevor Bauer, Cyan. Mets and DeGrom. Mm-hmm. Are starting to talk extensions, which honestly, honestly I feel like this has been going on since last year. It's about time they've actually started, though, talking yeah. about it. You know, they they, they should either if you weren't going to do it, they should have traded them last year. I guarantee they you. They kind of just have everyone expecting it, but they haven't done anything. To the it. Mets are the equivalent to the Jets. They wait forever, <laughs> you know, or they don't do it and they well, let guys go. Yeah, and I, I feel like they keep. That's thinking. one thing I do say about the Jets is they they have a history of not playing yeah. their players, and it's like, bro. All the New York teams that rhyme, they're the same freaking franchise. <laughs> Mets, Jets, and Nets, they're garbage. I feel like uh, the, the Mets have been thinking because DeGrom started younger, or he was older again. Mm-hmm. He was an older rookie. I feel like they keep thinking, like, all right, we don't want to pay this guy yet because he's going to fall off. All right, we don't want to pay this. And he keeps getting better and better. He's the only better. guy that stayed good. He's like fine wine. Like, yeah. He, he ages <laughs> well. He ages well with... Nice. I like uh, that. You like that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it today. Yeah. Uh, so, but back to Keuchel and Kimbrel, man. Why are they not signed yet? I don't go get to the Padres. It. Both of them. I mean, yeah. that's my only salute. Like those two mm-hmm. are perfect fits for that franchise. Like, I think they're perfect fits to 
for each other, yeah. too, because you got Keuchel dealing six, seven innings of slow pitch, you know, just sinkers, just bowling balls. Yep. All of a sudden, you got a blazer coming in on the ninth inning. What the hell happened? You know, your eye level is not going to be used to that. I think Kimbrel's stock kind of fell this year. Even though he had a good year, I think... The you know, postseason definitely screwed him. Well, and I think there were points in the season where he was tired. He was so and he was inconsistent. Like he would he would get the bases loaded and get out of it, but it was like he would just have such high stress innings. I think teams are kind of want to shy away from that. Like I think the Yankees want to give Batances an extension, but at the same time, like there are points where Batances is like he's doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Like he can't pick off or throw a guy out at first. And he the bases get loaded, and then somehow he strikes out three guys. Like that can't happen because eventually that's not gonna fly. Well, he's not gonna do that this year. No, yeah, <laughs> he's on the DL to start. Or oh, sorry, the IL, the injured list. <laughs> yeah, there's like the Yankees. I don't even want to. I don't want to go on a rant about the Yankees, but there are a lot of things happening that are not good. It's not a good start for the Yankees. That's right. Pedroia starting on the uh, injured yeah, list. Yeah, but they've already. been without him. Yeah, it, to me, right. like. Aaron Hicks signs that extension. Ooh, Seven Clayton years Kershaw, was, also possibly to the injured list. Walker Bueller is not ready for opening day either. Who are they going with? Uh, Julio Urias or Ken Tomato or whatever his name is? Uh, is Ken Alex Tomato? Wood still there? No, he's in the Reds. He's he's on the injured list too. Is he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, the Dodgers the Dodgers will still make the playoffs. Maybe Ross Stripling. Yeah, maybe. I think I think Urias is going to make the team though. Yeah, he is. Um, but yeah, so there's just like. The Aaron Hicks thing, I've talked about this. I don't want to go into any more. Like, I've said it over and over. Just relax, man. It's not even opening day. <laughs> yeah, I know, but there's without so many guys already on opening day. But they have the depth that they can miss these guys. It's fine. Luis Sess is throwing lights out this year. He is. He had another good training. today. Lois Ayaga, or however you say his name. Lawasaga. There you go. I made it way more difficult Jonathan than I Lawasaga. Yeah. I don't even know if that's how you say it. That's how I say it. <laughs> that's how I say it. He moves in silence like a real G because he might as well just be lasagna. That dude is tasty. <laughs> he is tasty on the mound. He's got some good stuff. Sessas look good. Yeah, they've got depth. It's just, you know, when you sign a guy to 70 or 70 million, you want him to play. Yeah, at the end, of the day, I, I, you understandable. But then again, you do. You still have Clint Frazier. Let him he's, play. He's hitting. Let a him buck. play. He's I don't like care. 120. Give him the time. Give him the time. Yeah, I love Clint Frazier. I, I've always liked. Let him just, play, dude. Hey, oh, Floreal. He broke he his wrist. Broke his wrist. Yep, he's hurt. Crazy. But he wasn't gonna play anyway. So I'm no. like, yeah. The thing with the Yankees is, I feel like they age their prospects until it's too late. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, Frazier's 24. Yeah, you know, like, and they look got at Aaron Judge. He came up when he was 26. Yeah. Because they were holding on to Beltron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Um, so, so well, we had this potential. is my favorite story, by the way. The Carlos Santana. Carlos Santana. <laughs> yes, he smashed a TV in the clubhouse to stop the team from playing Fortnite when they were already out of the playoff race. There was three games in the season left. Uh, whatever, whatever. I mean, I call that BDE, <laughs> bro. That is big. Blank energy, energy, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, frustration. I think, that, I guess. I think that's being a hardo. Yeah. Honestly, like, yeah, that you don't, you do not want a guy like that in the clubhouse. Like, Hence why they traded him back to the Indians. Yeah, you know? the clubhouse is supposed to be a spot to have fun, fun you know, and just win or get lose. your mind yeah. off. Like the, the Red Sox played Fortnite all year last year. You had David Price. Who, you know, oh my fingers are tingly. I, I need Tommy John. They also had the, the cards Dude. and chicken wings. Yeah. <laughs> they always got something going on. The chicken and the whatever. They always have that those guys in the clubhouse. So no, yeah, I agree. That's I, how I, guys bond, man. Yeah, it's like, 
you know, you need that have you ever off been, time. Have, you need yeah, that. They spend time all away. their days. At have the you ever been stadium? to a major league like clubhouse? I've seen pictures of them, dude. They got gyms. They got uh, pool tables. They got ping pong tables. They got cafeteria. They got a cafeteria in the clubhouse. It's literally a house that is a club. It is a definition <laughs> of the word. Yeah, and they got everything in it. So yeah, it's supposed to be a time to have fun and you know relax. If I'm playing Fortnite. Which I don't even like. That's Fortnite. the least of my worries. And a guy smashes a TV, I'm gonna be pretty annoyed. Yeah, and like that automatically makes you like the most hated guy on the team. Nonetheless, nonetheless, a guy that underperformed, who they expected to be the leader yeah, of that team. He exactly. Two thirty two last year. Yeah. Take your walk somewhere somewhere else, bro. I don't need your on base percentage here. Yeah, I liked Carlos Santana, but that's that's not a good look. Stupid. <laughs> All right, everybody. It is our favorite time of the year. Opening day is right around the corner. Nine days from today so we are going to do a little division preview predict our world series matchup and winner and also our award zach doesn't have to do the cy young award because he already said it trevor Trevor bauer Bauer. but let's go through each division mooch chime in whenever you want to (laughs) i gotta honestly i gotta pull up the divisions because like i'm brain dead at times i can name all 30 teams i can name the teams but like i get i don't know honestly like i get especially like Three beers, I'm like ready for bed already. You got three already? Yeah, yeah bro. We only had two. Well, All right. I guess I got to grab one. <laughs> All right. So, AL East. I feel like that was a part that we're going to start with. with the one, we're going to start with the division that runs deep in this podcast. The AL Beast. The AL East. Um, beast. Okay, AL Beast. <laughs> I'll take one too, by the way. Uh, Corona. Whatever. Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Yankees. Um, I don't. Big shocker. I don't want to. I don't want to like. I'm trying to say this from like an honest like baseball perspective. These injuries are horrible. This team sucks. Yeah, they're gonna win. <laughs> no, I just think that the Yankees at this point. Uh, I think that the lineups are equal for both teams. I think the Yankees just have the edge as far as starting pitching and as far as bullpen. So I think that's where the, the edge lies with the Yankees. You want to hear my Sox. bold prediction for the AL East? The Red Sox. No. Well, yeah, they're going to win the division. Actually, no, they're not. The Yankees are going to win the division. But if the Yankees do not win the division, obviously it will be the Red Sox. But both of them will not make the playoffs. The Rays. Well, they have to make the playoffs. The Rays can make the playoffs. No, what I'm saying is you said that the Yankees are going to win the division of Red Sox. No, I'm saying that both of them are not going to be in the playoffs this year. Oh, at the, at it's going to be one, one or, the or the other. Oh, got you. So you think that the what, the Rays wild card? Dude, I think they're the real deal. I don't. But I, I do think they're going to be better with Kiermaier. I think he's going to play a full year. Yeah. Should they have traded Malik Smith? No. But they added other pieces around. I think they should have signed Cargo. They were supposed to sign Nelson Cruz. Yeah, that didn't happen either. Nope. Uh, so, yeah, AL East, Yankees. Mooch, you got one? Me, I'm going with the Yankees. Seeing what they did last year. Actually, you know what? I'm sticking with the Red Sox. Screw it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch them early because you won't be watching them late. Oh! Burn! <laughs> they just won the World Series. <laughs> they literally just oh, won. don't <laughs> stop living in the past, bro. Oh, stop living in the past. We got 27 <laughs> World <laughs> Series. Man, I never ever no, no, ever just, say that. That's just the general population. Population. <laughs> population. At the population. <laughs> All right, the worst division in baseball. Oh, AL Central. 
Yeah, I'm going dude. Indians, obviously. Uh, I'm going to take a wild guess and say... Tigers. No. <laughs> Tigers are going to be got, got off of the <laughs> I'm going to go to the Indians, yeah. That was tough, but... It's got to be the Indians, but I... I think the Twins will be okay. I think I, Nelson, I think Nelson Cruz is going to really help them a lot. Rocco Baldelli, he's that perfect curveball as a leader on that team. I was upset when they got rid of Molitor, truthfully. Why? Um, they regressed two years in a row. I know. Uh, AL West. I'm gonna. Uh, this is too easy. Like the Astros. I love the Athletics. I think the A's will be good. I love Chris Davis. Black Chris Davis. Whoa. What? African American Chris Davis. <laughs> Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> I like Chris Davis though, so but I think it's gonna be Astros, really good all around team. I mean, when you got Verlander and yeah. Cole on the same hill, I'm going back with to the back. Ace. And this guy Josh James, dude, yeah. he's and Forrest Whitley might pitch mm-hmm. this year. So yeah. they might even still Keiko back, so we don't know. Yeah, the Astros definitely are, Astros, but the A's, uh, yeah, maybe. The did you know that the, the in twenty twenty the Angels are gonna pay Mike Trout. Albert Pujols and Justin Upton, $89 million. Again, build your team, not three players. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> Especially Pujols can't even walk right. Um, so the NL East, I'm going to go with the Braves. Going Braves. I think they're better than the Phillies all the way around. Mets, if they're healthy. Wow, so Phillies don't make that, that cut at all. No. Even with Even all the Bryce they made. No, I think they'll make Even the with Harper. They'll make the wild card. Harper, Romuto. I uh, think uh, the wild card game, I think, is going to be the Phillies versus the Braves. Really? So you think the Mets will win? Mets, the if they confirm the extension with. <laughs> when you got Todd Frazier manning third base, no. He's not. Mets. Yes, he is. Well, Jed Lowry's hurt right now, but. Yeah, Todd uh, Frazier's going to play. They might put McNeil there still. They don't know yet. We still got nine days to figure it out. Uh, I, don't, I don't think the Mets. Honestly, I Peter think Peter Alonso's raking. I think Dominic the, Smith is raking. I think the Marlins are going to be better than the Mets. Dude, bold, cotton. bold prediction. Cotton. No, <laughs> you yes. heard it here first. <laughs> heard it here first. Marlins are going to be better than the Mets. <laughs> no. Yep. No. Um, and then we got the Central. Or oh, did you pick a team, Mooch? Yeah, I said Mets for the East. Okay. Uh, NL Central. Brewers. I think the Brewers are same exact team as last year with, you know, they've made a couple moves. I think they should have brought Gio Gonzalez back, though. I think that was a mistake on their part. Cardinals. I like the Cardinals, too. I think that the Cardinals – the Cardinals are always a good franchise. And they had a goal. Sorry, Shranko. Dude, Pirates aren't cutting. <laughs> no, not. They, they have good pitching, but they, they got question marks all over that team. Um, adding Goldschmidt was huge for that division. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And they're, uh, they're already talking an extension. So. And they're also talking – Possibly trading for Bumgarner. If they get Madison Bumgarner, we lock it right there. Division winner. Yeah, Cardinals are Car- Cardinals are good, and I love that they brought back Wainwright. You know, Wainwright's. You know, he's he, if he can't start, put him in the bullpen. What's he gonna do? You know, walk a couple ten, guys. Ten down. Guys. Yeah, ten, ten, <laughs> you guys have something in common. <laughs> We're buddies in that manner, you know. Um. So then we go to the Last West, but not least. We go to the West where uh, the Divi- where Goldschmidt used to rule. I got the Dodgers on this one. Safe pick, safe pick. Safe pick, pick. Like <laughs> back to the playoffs. <laughs> I'm going to go Rockies. Ooh, I was going to say I think Rockies. this is the year, man. Rockies. I'm going to go Padres. Why? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm a betting man and, you know, this is a bet where, you know, like, if I, you know, the, the Padres are a heavy underdog, I'm willing to put my money on them because of the acquisitions they've made. How much? You know, if they're like a minus five hundred, I'd put ten bucks on them. 
win five thousand. Right. Yeah, I think you, yeah, something, yeah, it's no, five thousand. You put the, no, whatever. You just put the zero at the end of the number. Yeah, and that's what you get. So, that's yeah. my way of knowing it. I think that's a safe bet. You know, yeah. I think the Padres are going to be good, especially if they go out and they land Keuchel or and Kimbrel. They've, I think they've cemented it. They already have a stacked bullpen, in my opinion. And Craig Stamen, Kirby with uh, Yates. A, they have a young team. I Matt really, Strom's good. Chris Paddock striking literally everybody out this spring training. So I really like their team. They also I have do. Denilson Lamette coming back. He's their top pitching prospect, so we'll see. He just had Tommy John last year. Seems you're high on the Padres. <sighs> oh. <laughs> Joey Lucchese's really good. Their ace. Ah. Rockies. Yeah, Rockies. <laughs> I do like the Rockies. I really love Kyle Freeland. He's one of my one of my favorite pitchers in baseball. Right That's now. the only issue they have is starting pitching. Nobody wants to go there because everybody's ERA spikes. That's why they don't sign anybody. Freeland's figured it out, though. They're all homegrown guys. Dude, Kyle Freeland went to high school in Colorado. He went to college in Colorado, and he's playing baseball or pro ball in Colorado. He's, he's been there. smoking weed in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> you know, MLB's the, like, the one sport that never gets busted for weed. Uh, they probably don't test for it. They te- Yeah, they test piss for other stuff. Yeah. Uh, no one tests hot for, for weed, so... Um, so you name the awards. Let's see what we got. All right. MVP. We'll start off with the, you know, the big ones for NL. A, uh, let's start alphabetical, bro. AL. Start with the A. All right. AL. I'm going to go with Trout. Again. I feel like they should just make a different award for this guy. <laughs> just call it the, because he Trout's competition. Hey, how you doing? The Trout award. award. His own award. Yeah, the Trout award. Give it to him. They came out with a platinum glove. Why not? Oh, they got rid of gold gloves, by the way. Did they? Yeah. So what's it, what is it now? It's just platinum glove. So there's just a platinum glove? There's for just each one position? winner, yeah. There's, just there's only one for each position? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm cool yeah, with that. I think. I'm pretty sure. I did read that they got rid of the gold glove. I don't know what they're going to call it. I, I don't know. All right, so I, I, I you know what I might be wrong on that. I might be <laughs> wrong on that, but um, uh, well, let's not go into gold gloves. Uh, MVP. Let's MVP. just do the big big awards. I think this is Aaron Judge's year. You think? I, I mean, think he's, he's had a crazy spring, but I don't yeah. put much stock into spring training. I don't either, because you got guys like Jackie Bradley that hits like four fifty. I mean, it's it's crazy though, because like Judge has literally shellacked every pitcher he's faced, yeah. regardless of who they are. He looks like. You know, full rookie season judge. And he's finally, like, he's always been good going the other way, but now, like, he's consistently going the other way. And then when he gets a ball right down the middle, he crushes it. That's the, the only, only time thing, he's pulling the baseball. The only thing I hate with Aaron Judge, but it's it's everybody in the game now, is that he strikes out way too much. But he's cut down on them a lot since he his rookie year. He didn't. He had 208 his, like, first full season. And then last year, in 40 less games... He had 158 strikeouts, so he's on pace to pass that. It's less, right? Come on, bro, but he's <laughs> on pace to pass it's it. It's less. It is less. He would have had more home runs if he played more. Yeah, he probably would have hit like 40-something. I don't think he would have hit 50. <laughs> He'll hit 50 this year, I think, dude. <laughs> no, I, I love Aaron Judge, but I Trout, him, as dude, long as Trout's in the AL, I think he has a shot to win MVP. Like Him, Stanton, and Gary, I think they're going to... Gary Sanchez has been on a tear. I know he had a really dude, slow he's start. Good. But he's been on a tear in yeah. this last couple. Those three, they're going to combine for 120 home runs this year. Judd said they're going to break the record for most home runs yeah. by a team. Just by those three guys. They, not by the three guys, but you know. I mean, Tulo's looked pretty bad, but his power seems to be there. He's got three home runs. <laughs> um, I, I didn't finish the word. You're good. The NL. 
Well, did you pick one? Oh, you went judge. Yeah, uh, judge. NL. I'm going to go with Manny Machado. God, you are a meat rider, man. <laughs> Actually, no, I, I changed that. I'm going Nolan Arenado. Oh, uh, you stole my pick. I'm no, sorry. I got to change. Now. It sounds bad. I forgot about Nolan, but, dude, I love, I love Nolan Arenado, uh, and this is his year to win it. I think so, too. Probably I'm not going to pick him. I'm going to pick. Bias? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bias? Hey, that's that's a not pick. a bad pick. That's a good pick, bro. <laughs> that's a dark, if, again, if I had to put money down and he was like a minus 500 or plus yeah. 500 underdog, I'd put it on him. Hmm. Just take Nolan Arenado. <laughs> He's gonna win it, but I want to. I don't want to. You want to take an, uh, the, uh, Yeah, I, I, you yeah. know, I want to be the the guy and take the outlier. Wilson Contreras is my outlier to win it. When's the last time a catcher won freaking MVP? Don't worry about it. Never. Buster <laughs> Posey. Oh yeah, that was that was a while ago now. Five years, something like that. Yeah. All right, uh, Cy Young, AL. I just want to say Trevor Bauer <laughs> <laughs> for the ninth time. <laughs> Uh, you want to know why, though? It's because he already had a plus fastball, plus slider, plus curveball. He cutter. always had the stuff. Now he added a plus changeup. That thing is he should, nasty. Well, you know what he should add is a minus walks, and then he'd be fine. Dude, he's going to average 10 strikeouts a game. That's fine. He can strike out everybody, but he's also going to walk six people a game. He's going to Tanaka win. strikes he's, out 10 He's going to win game. 21 games. No, he's not. Trevor Bauer. No, he's not. You heard it here first. Book it. <laughs> no. Uh, hmm. A.L. Cy Young. Are you picking? I'm scratching my ass. <laughs> uh, A.L. Cy Young. Verlander. I like the pick because he's older, too. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. You said Who's Brady? last year? Oh, no, I, said, <laughs> I thought he said Tom I said Brady. repeat. Who was uh, Tom last Brady. year was Snow, wasn't it? Yeah, last year was Snow, yeah. He really, yeah. Tom Brady really knows how to yeah, Tom Brady <laughs> Uh, that was a good pick too, man. If he does it again, that Rays team is definitely making the playoffs. Yeah, well, you, you were—that's who you went went for in the yeah. East. I would I would say rookie of the year, but so. honestly, I don't I don't know rookies until they start playing. Eloy Jimenez is going to. That's be always down, like right? a, yeah. I mean, if I had to pick, if if it depends when they come up. Like if Eloy Jimenez started the year or Vlad Guerrero Jr., I'd say mm-hmm. one of those two. But they're not going to start the year, so they probably still going to be rookies. And not be able to win that award. Yeah. And for the NL, it'd be Tatis Jr. if yep. he would come up. But that that award sucks because it does suck. They're gonna they're gonna play half the year. You know this what? Year. No, NL. I'm gonna go Victor Robles because he's the opening day starting center fielder. Yeah. Or I think um, the dude from the Marlins that they got from uh, the Brewers. Brayson. Yeah. He played last year. Yeah, but I don't know if he played a full year. I think he still might be a rookie. If he is, he, that's a good pick. He hit, he was hitting nukes. This this uh, spring so far he needed to because last year he hit like one eighty something yeah he struggled so I don't know if he's still a rookie or not but I think Robles is a good pick yeah um but if I would say if Tatis Junior Greer Junior or uh, Eloy Jimenez started the year those would be my top I'm gonna picks. go back to the NL East and I'm gonna make a bigger prediction the Mets win the don't win the division we're gonna take Grom yeah retract that the Nationals are winning the division. You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> How am I stupid? The Nationals are going to... Dude, the Nationals suck. They, they what? Literally, they literally, like, they they regress every year, or they're the same team, and then they just... Okay, so if they're the same team, they're going to win 95 games. You're going to tell me that's not going to be right, enough? they're going to lose first round. All right, if they make the playoffs, they're going to lose in the first round. I, I, all I had to say was that they're going to win the Who's division. Who's the manager now? Uh, David Ro- Lopez or something like that? I don't know. Some... St- 
Dave Martinez. Yes. <laughs> they need to David get Martin, yeah. they need to get David Eckstein as their manager. Is he a manager right now? No. <laughs> I, just, I just like David Eckstein. Well, you can make an entire lineup in MVP Baseball 2004 of just managers now. That's pretty cool. Um, any other awards? Like, I don't want to do Gold Glove because that's going to take forever. Comeback Player of the Year. This is our own award because MLB doesn't do it. I'm going to uh, say Kyle Schwarber. Comeback Player of the Year. It Does not Does it have to be with injury or does it have to be a guy that just No, Schwarber wasn't hurt. Uh... You're going to laugh at me. Well, I was going to say Evan Longoria to be funny, but I'm going to go Andrew McCutcheon. <laughs> I think McCutcheon's going to have a really good year with the Phillies. I like I like McCutcheon, so I think... I feel like if he does bad, they're going to trade him. I think it's going to be hard to trade a guy with the money that... He, I mean, he didn't sign for a ton, but, you know, this is kind of like a prove-it thing. Or I could also see Chris Archer, maybe, coming yeah. out and having yeah. a good year pitching and win comeback player. Oh, they won't, he won't win anything. But hey, we maybe we can get him on the podcast and give him our own comeback player of the year. <laughs> give him a, a Corona bottle. <laughs> uh, what about American League comeback player of the year? Or are we only doing one? Dustin Pedroia. God, you're such a homer, dude. Price. <laughs> David Price won it last year, dude. I know. <laughs> he got to get two uh, comeback. I'm gonna say, come back, come back, player. Of the year. I'm gonna say Rick Ankiel. <laughs> Did anybody sign him? He's with the yes, he's with the Cardinals. Oh, they they brought him back. He's taking yeah. So uh, it would be National League, but that's pretty funny. He's pitching again though, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's forty. He just got Tommy John. Oh, beautiful. Uh, I don't know who I would pick, honestly. Uh, I'm picking David Price as a dark horse candidate for the AL Cy Young. <laughs> yeah, not over Trevor Bauer. All right, so we're, <laughs> we're, in, the, we're in the playoffs. This might be one of our longest episodes, but it's, who cares? it's good. I like I it. It's good. Um, World Series prediction. I'm going to go the Cardinals are winning it. It's going to be Cardinals versus Astros. I'm going to go Yanks, Padres, Yankees. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to say... Uh, the, the most predictable I, got Tampa, I got Tampa and the Dodgers. Tampa. Dude, I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right, hey. That would, be a, like, that would be a fun World Series, I think. Bringing the heat is... Bringing the heat tonight. Uh, yeah, Yanks, Padres. Yanks <laughs> winning in four. <laughs> That's bringing the flu, the man. That's win. Win. <laughs> God. I mean, let's be real here. Yankees are going to win 110 games. <laughs> Do you hear that awkward silence? That, that's the that's the listener right there. I wish I was good at effects because I would put the crickets in there. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get the button. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's honestly, if we keep getting listens, though, we have big plans. Yeah. Up, so yeah. Uh, just make sure you keep listening. <laughs> uh, all right. So are we done with baseball? Yeah, we got to move on here. Let's get this thing rolling. All right. So UFC. Let's beat some people up. <laughs> uh, <coughs> okay. So. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we'll just beat up. All now. right. So um, the UFC. I don't know what happened there. Are you good? Yeah. Okay. So the UFC uh, is now pay-per-views are now airing on ESPN Plus. So obviously ESPN Plus six dollars, five dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Um, you do get a lot of stuff with it, but so now starting with UFC two thirty six, the pay-per-view price will be sixty bucks, which is pretty cheap. I'm pretty sure it's mo- mainly like sixty five to seventy dollars. Yeah. So you're saving about five bucks um, than any other stream. So UFC. 
Weekend moves to ESPN permanent. If you don't have ESPN, I'm not trying to do an ad read for ESPN Plus. Clearly not sponsored by them, but you're paying five bucks a month for basically a Netflix of sports. I I don't have it yet, but I'm obviously gonna get yeah. it because you get the thirty for thirties. You get college basketball. You get college baseball. You get football. You get curling if you want to watch it. It's you get sad every, because live like, TV to the for the ESPN cards. I've had to pull up to Luke's house because I'm so cheap to pay the <laughs> That's five dollars. Right, you're paying more in gas than you're driving to my house than you have to pay monthly for that. Uh, so yeah, I'll probably end up getting it, but, um, you know, good move for, for UFC. They also signed, I don't know if you put this in here, but Dana White to a seven year, uh, extension. I thought he was, he's not a part owner anymore. He is a part owner, but he, he's also in whatever. Oh, so he signed himself. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. How do you think that conversation went? Dana, would you like to resign? Yeah, I think I would like to <laughs> flip flopping back and forth. Uh, yes. only on one condition. <laughs> oh, so man. Dana White is... Still with the UFC for seven more years. Yay. Great. He's the Dave Gettleman of the UFC. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Dana White. He's so pompous. Yeah, I agree. You like that word? He's a prig. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, Darren Till, man. I, I'll, I'm, what a letdown that was. I'll be honest with you. I, I like Jorge Masvidal. Oh, yeah, he's good. I guess yeah, George. I like he likes to be called George. So. It's Jorge. Yeah, you spell it's, it with a J, it's Jorge. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, I like Masvidal. And I like I love Darren Till. Darren Till is a younger dude, uh, so you know he'll have time to rebound. But he he still has not come out and said anything since this loss. Because I think he's still sleeping. Yeah, I mean he got <laughs> dude he got knocked he out. He bounced off the mat. His face was like. And Masvidal went in for another punch after <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, he did. So yeah, I mean he, he might got, have some Dane Bramage after that. <laughs> he got wrecked on that, which it's sad because you know he was a guy he fought for the title. Looking to get back there, he was talking. To, he was already talking his plans, and this happens. You know, you do not talk yeah. about your plans. Focus at the task at hand. Yeah, because task Tyron hand. Woodley did it, and yep. he got wrecked. And then Darren Till is like, after this fight, I want to fight Askren, and then I'm moving up. And look what happened. Mm-hmm. So you can't do that. And it's crazy because he was three, and he lost to someone ranked 11, which a lot of people scrutinized him for. Fighting a guy who is ranked so much higher than I don't he think is. George is a a true eleven though. No. I think he's like a hybrid eleven. Well, he's, he, way, he's way higher than he that. He hasn't man. fought much either. Yeah. I think he was dealing with some injuries. And, yeah. But George is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like his if you watch any of his street fights, like that man was fighting heavyweights. He was fighting Kimbo, Kimbo Slices, Slices protege. Yeah. yeah, and he In was Miami, right? Yeah, he was yeah. wrecking them. Mm-hmm. Like it was unreal. A guy that's half their size. I mean, he's a tall he's decently decent height, but he's skinny. Yeah, yeah, Where does he jump from out? here now though? Now that he knocked out the number three guy. I would think he's got to be five or six. Does he pass Ben Askren? Askren is now well, ranked at eight. No, he's six now, Askren. I think he's got to pass Askren. I think he's got more impressive wins than Askren Do they has. fight next, those two? Yes. I think that you have to have those two fight. And I think if George beats him, I would like to see Masvidal uh, Woodley, right? It would be Woodley. to As in a, a title eliminator? Yeah. I, I, think, I think Masvidal deserves a shot. I yeah, think, if, I think he, after, if he beats Askren. If he goes in and and I think that I think he's you know, Robbie Lawler is kind of that crazy SOB mentality. I think Mosfidal kind of has that same mentality. Yeah. Maybe I'm not gonna say he's more well rounded than he's Lawler. He's cool, calm and collected. But he's very he's like, yeah, like, like Lawler kinda lost that fight 
himself, you know, he kind of got overzealous. He should have finished yeah. it when he had the chance. Yeah, yeah he and didn't. Then, yeah, exactly. So I think Masvidal is a little bit more cool and calm where, you know, when there's a chance to finish the fight, he will, but he won't put himself in any danger. Mm-hmm. And as long as he can stuff takedowns, I think that he His rest is pretty good, destroys dude. Askren. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, I think those two fight. Then I'd like to see, I would like to see, uh, well, I think Usman's going to fight Covington. He has to. So I would. He like was to just see... on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, and he said that he's going to destroy him. He yeah. said he's going to like. I want to pay for that fight for peace because I hate Covington. So then I think you have George fight Askren, and then George, if he wins that fight, fight Woodley. Yeah. And Woodley and Askren will never fight each other. So, no. um, I think that's what has to happen. That's going to be a boring fight anyway. What's that? Woodley Askren, and Askren. Woodley? Oh, yeah, they'll just wrestle to death. And yeah, I don't want to watch that if I want to watch Woodley that. Woodley would be I'd... too scared to punch Askren in the face. Yeah, I'd watch buddies. the Olympics if I wanted but to. But Askren play. has also called out Nick Diaz, who hasn't fought in Everybody calls forever. him out, and he just doesn't respond. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Nate is his talker now. He's just high as a kite, doing his own thing. Yeah, he's the one, he's the one that won't give up the weed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, that's kind of my take on that. Um, but then we also we also had the scrap at the end of the that was, you know, interviews. The three-piece with the soda. Three-piece in the soda. I don't, I don't blame Masvidal for that. They both just had fights. They're both – their adrenaline's still going. You oh, know? yeah. This guy, he just knocked out the number three competitor in the world, so he's already on a high, bro. And and this guy's going to come over talking junk, and he puts his hands up, you're going to get three-piece. Not player. to mention Masvidal almost lost that fight. He yeah. got knocked down in the first round. Yeah. So And you can see him as he got punched. like, wow. Yeah, yeah. He, he wasn't expecting that. I mean, Till is a huge guy in that division. Mm-hmm. Like, it's unreal. So, yeah, I think... 6'1"? Uh, so six, six. Yeah, he's 6'2". 6'2". Six, 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 yeah, and and I think Edwards, dude, like, you got to be kind of scared of a guy that just just knocked out the number three dude in the world and then literally got in your face and was like, let's throw down right now. Yeah, like, and he struggled with Gunnar Nelson. Yeah, exactly. Leon Edwards is no threat to Masvidal. A lot of people are saying Masvidal and Edwards fight next. Just because of the scrap, because people love drama. But well, they want that would be more of like a. Yeah. that would be something Dana White would yeah, yeah, like, and you know what? I hope that doesn't happen because that's going to screw Bosvid all over. Yeah, because if he loses, all that high is gone. Yeah, you his gotta, next fight should definitely be Ben Askren. You got to ride that train while it's going good. Yeah, so and if I'm Bosvid, I'm saying no. I want Ben Askren. Mm-hmm. I want to shut this guy up. I'm going to prove myself again, and then I'm going to fight Woodley, knock him out too, and then I'm going to fight for the title. Yeah, I think that that's the most logical thing. I think if Till would have won, it would have been Till Askren. Because Askren's going to want to climb the climb that ladder fast because he's older. You know, he's got a decent amount of fights under him. So I think that he's got to, you know, I think he wants to get move up the ladder as fast as he can. Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, I think Masvidal poses a huge threat to Askren's uh, undefeated streak, truthfully. I think, honestly, anybody does. Oh, yeah. Anybody in the UFC. Because Ben Askren has been fighting in the one FC for the last two years. And Bellator and was trash. He fought in Bellator for two fights, and he struggled in those two fights. That's why he left. Well, yeah. he left because they gave him more money, but he clearly struggled with the competition there. So if you're struggling with the competition there, you saw what happened with Robbie Lawler. Lawler destroyed him, and then he got caught with a choke. I mean, Robbie, in my opinion, lost that fight himself, yeah, but did. also it was controversial. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, never, we'll never truly know. Yeah, we'll never yeah. truly know. If, but this next dude, Askren's not going to cut it in the UFC. Nah, I agree. And and we, it's funny because you and I. The only I, thing that does save him is that he, he could take a punch. Yeah. Because yeah. Of, let me tell you, man, Robbie. And he, he brings in a crowd because of his mouth. So. Yeah. 
He but, has that, that that condescending like. But like it's funny because like you and I kind of we've talked about this. We like we kind of have the same views on UFC. Like we diff we have the same views in other sports, but like we like different teams. But we are so similar when it comes to UFC, and so. Nothing will bring us more joy than a Daniel Cormier loss and a Ben Askren loss. <laughs> those two are the are the two. That's like I legit my Super hate Bowl. those guys. Yeah, me too. I can't stand them. There aren't many guys. And Colby Covington now. Add him to the list. Those are the three he's dudes. a turd. Yes. he is a turd. All three of them are turds. <laughs> yeah, I can't stand either one. Yeah. So um, Daniel Cormier mainly for the fact that he just claims like he. John Jones never beat me. He was on steroids. No, nah, bro. I saw you took a shin to the chin. And you were out wobbling like the inflatable tube man yeah. outside of Frazetta's during October. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Cormier, that's the thing. Like, I, I hate guys that make excuses for their losses. You know, that, that drives me nuts because, you know, at the end of the day, a loss is a loss. Don't make an excuse for it. Go out and, you know. Yeah, take it on the chin. And the yeah. reason I don't give steroids the credit for that knockout, even though it is now a no contest, is because John Jones called that knockout. Oh, yeah. He said... As as the fight goes on and Daniel Cormier gets tired, he leaves his hand down to protect himself after he throws a punch. Lo and behold, boom. Steroids don't right help there. your fight IQ or your no. study habits. No. no. So, I mean, John Jones is the most intelligent fighter in the UFC, hands down. It's not even close. There's no one that even compares to him. No. I mean, and you can say his fight against Anthony Smith was pretty boring, but he it did was everything. Still technical. Yeah, he, had, he a, did everything yeah. he had to do to win. So... Um, Moving on, Ugh, this next another one. least favorite of ours, <laughs> Michael Bisbing. I, I can't stand that guy. I wish he lost both eyes instead of the one. <laughs> so, honestly, though, the reason why he's making the Hall of Fame is because the UFC is still so new. It's still As, so new. He's the biggest star lo- like the UK's ever had. Um, he does have, like, 20 UFC wins. I get that. That's pretty cool. But you had one title reign. You shouldn't even have been in that title fight to get it in the first place. And your first defense, you get smoked. Think about Ronda Rousey. By a Rousey. guy that was 170. Ronda Rousey's a Hall of Famer already. Bro, that's different. She was a pioneer for her division. Yes, I know, but compare her to the girls now. She's not as good as But them. she was the first. It don't matter. I, I know, but so. But what I'm saying is the UFC is just so new. Even though the UFC's been going on since the, what, 80s, 90s? Early 90s. It's like it's the same concept as you look at, at athletes in NBA and MLB, what they did back in the day, and you look at the guys now, and you're yeah. like, if these guys played in today's league, they wouldn't do none of that. Exactly. So, so it's like the same concept, I guess, as we go down the line. But like, it's harder to get in Major League Baseball Hall of Fame now because mm. that talent has been has increased so much, and the writers and like all the other guys that have the vote are so against the steroid past. So, but that's the thing, like UFC, as it gets older, and you know, as it it keeps developing, I think it'll eventually get harder to get in. I mean, but like. Football, I feel like everyone gets in the Hall of Fame in the NFL. You know, it's it's like you can almost yeah, you can almost if tell if you who's if you rush for a thousand yards six times in your career, you have a shot to go to the NFL Hall of Fame. It's like and a thousand yards isn't even a big deal anymore. No, like, it's not. Well, actually, now I say it is because it's a such passing a passing league. league now. You know. Yeah, I guess, but I don't know. I just I think that's why he got in. I mean, if it was ten years from now, I'd say no. Yeah. But you have you have to also have to understand. In each division, you know, there's different divisions, you know, with the different weight divisions. So yeah. that also goes by how long you reign in that division. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
Tyrone Woodley's a Hall of Famer because he defended his belt three, four times su- successfully. He, and rightfully so, man. You know, he, exactly. outside of George St. Pierre, he's probably the next welterweight champ of all time. Exactly. And the careers are shorter. Yeah, the careers yeah. are But out of the Hall of Famers, you got Randy Couture, you got Chuck Liddell, guys, Matt Hughes, BJ Penn. Forrest Griffin. Ford, Forrest Griffin, he's kind of like a pioneer Michael. thing. He's yeah, kind of like a pioneer. Yeah, he, he put UFC on the map. That's different. Because isn't Stefan Bonner in the UFC Hall of Fame? He is. Kind of for that fight. Yeah, for the, just the one fight. I think that fight's in the Hall of Fame. That's why they're in it. But those guys that I named, they're like studs. They're legends. And then you got... Dan Mike, Severn. Dan Severn. And then you got Ken Shamrock. And then all of a sudden, Moyo Bizbang. That's it. You know? Like, <laughs> why? Yeah. This, this is the only guy that really doesn't deserve it. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I'm not... I don't think Bizbang did enough in his career to deserve it. I mean, I don't know. Did he defend his belt? No, More than once? No. The first like defense was against George St. Pierre, and he lost. Yeah, so, I mean, to me, I think that's kind of a big deal, and he's only won one. No, I lied. He beat Dan Henderson, but even that was controversial. Yeah, I, I would definitely say he's probably not deserving of it, but like I said, with it being such a new sport or whatever you want to call it, I, I guess that's kind of – I think that's the reason why he's in. And, and where they announced it made sense, too. It was in the OT arena in, you know, Manchester, I believe. That's where that is in uh, United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So he did put it in the map or on the map over in Europe. So I get it as a pioneer status. Yeah, sure. But I think right I'm now – I'm not going to take away from his career accomplishments because he, he was at the right place at the right time and, you know, it happened. Yeah. So – I mean, and speaking of Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. Connor and Cowboy both will be Hall of Famers when they retire. Oh yeah, so right. the Cowboys. That's my that, guy. That's I, like we said last time. I think we generally like the same fighters. If Cowboy's you don't like a man Cow- just because he'll he's a brawler. He'll fight whoever it is. He doesn't At care. Any time, any place. If he just fought and he's fresh, he will fight you again. Like yeah, Cowboy is just he is awesome. I mean. If you don't know UFC, I feel like you still know Cowboy Cerrone. Yeah. Like, and just like you still know Conor McGregor. Yeah. Conor McGregor is the like fifth most known athlete in the world, according to Forbes. I mean, the only reason I want to see the Conor versus Cowboy is so Cowboy can get his payday. Because mm-hmm. I feel like Cowboy has not had he that de- He fight. definitely deserves that He hasn't fight. had that recognition as much, as much as people have known. Like, we all know him. We all know him. He hasn't he had got, that money fight yeah. you know, ever. But... As we know, Cowboy's like that no-nonsense guy. He's like, I'm not going to wait for, you know, forever. I'm going to fight whoever yeah, wants to fight. Yeah, he's not with all the BS stuff. He, he already signed on to, to a different fight. And yeah. I think that affects him, though, because sometimes he doesn't allow stuff to grow yeah. and allow him the money fight. Yep. He just jumps into it. Like, he just okay, jumps let's in. Exactly. I, I applaud him for that. That's yeah, I do, awesome. too. That's why it's on the fence. It's like you want him to make his money, but at the same time, he'll fight the guy two weeks out. Like, yeah. come on, let's go. Yeah, and I think that he looks better now than what he's looked. Like he's got hours there. Yeah, he's, he's said, just so well rounded. He now. says it's his kid, and that's his inspiration, and that, that's awesome. But the McGregor fight is not happening, unfortunately. He is now fighting Al Iaquinta, which in I really May. like. I that's going to be a good fight. It it's going to be on paper. It's going to be it tough because Al is very well rounded too, and he's on a hot streak. Very good wrestler. Yep. Um, you know I. We'll do a review as Actually, no, he's not rounds. a good wrestler. He got worked by Habib. Yeah, no, he's not he's a, a better wrestler. fighter, like stand-up. I just think stand-up Cowboys, his combos and stuff, and he's just gotten better, and his submission game has gotten good. I mean, Cowboys He's one of the awesome. better Brazilian jiu-jitsu like, fighters in the, the whole, whole UFC. UFC. Yeah, he's just underrated. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to review the fight because obviously as it gets closer, we'll review it and yeah. stuff. But. Uh, you know, Cowboy's a little upset because, you know, McGregor won't fight him because it wasn't going to be the main event. And 
You know, to be, the, people can call Conor McGregor a prima donna and say, yeah, he should but fight he's him that whenever. Event guy. But what's he been? You know, he's made so much money yeah. for the UFC and for himself. Yeah. Yes, he deserves that main event status. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, he deserves it. I, I, honestly, if I'm McGregor, I don't think I'm taking many fights other than title shots. No, title shots are close to and money, yeah, money, money fights. Or, or yeah. like and that's what interim title or yep. number one contender. Like those yeah. are the fights I'm taking. Yep. And unfortunately, Cowboy isn't in that situation right now. And n- let alone, it's not a title shot or number one contender. It's also not a main event spot. Mm-hmm. And so. McGregor, I can kind of understand. And it sucks because sometimes you want to see certain matchups, and obviously we want to see McGregor fight a lot more. But he's at the point where we said he's just one, he's all about the money. So if it's not a main event, if it's not the money's not there, you're not going to see McGregor. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so do you think McGregor, do you think he lacks confidence, or do you think that? He's growing confidence. I think he's back. You think it's back? I think he's back. Dude, I, I think he's back. After seeing him get worked so bad by Habib, I really... I, he, think, honestly, I don't think he's ever lost confidence. I think with McGregor, it's all business and it's all money. He Even when he talks all this, all the, all the trash talk, it's never personal to him. He's been... After fights, he says, like, you know, he hugs it out with the guys. He mm. says, good fight. And he goes about his... You know, goes about his stuff. It's all about the money to him. That's what he. That's what his thing was from day one, and that's how he's built this thing with main events yeah, but, and but making all this money. Now we know heading into that Habib fight, he had a lot of distractions going on. He had this girl that was trying to blackmail him for for child support. D was pregnant as well, so he had all this stuff going on outside of the cage. But now he still got it going on. He still got it going. He, he just, just got, got arrested. Yeah, just got arrested. <laughs> yeah, but like went fa- for a jog, right? But now. I meant like <laughs> family wise, he doesn't care about himself. Like family wise, he does, but like at the same time, he doesn't. Family wise, he doesn't have those like issues anymore. So I think he's back. He's calling Mac- Max Holloway out. He's calling Nate Diaz out. When he's calling guys out, that's when he's at his best. See, I don't know. I have a. I love McGregor. Don't get me wrong. I want him to win any fight he's in. But I just have, you know, a really. I don't know. Like I feel like he's. McGregor has always been a one-dimensional fighter. Mm-hmm. And, and that's easy like he, for other fighters to I figure out. And I feel like out. he hasn't done anything to develop any other part of his game. His yeah. boxing will oh, – his striking will always be one of the best in the UFC. But, you know, things are just changing. We saw with Rousey, you know, the females develop. They, they changed. Yeah. And McGregor – They find a different like way. Men develop too. You know, once you get to their age like 13 <laughs> <laughs> – I just feel like McGregor hasn't done anything to change. No, but like his you game. said, like then Khabib sees that, and in the fight, what does he do? He goes to wrestle, and he and he just lays on him for the whole time. But, so yeah, I don't know. I find I find both to be, I I don't know. Like I hope McGregor is, I hope he does well. But my son and my wife just came in the house, so Luke's distracted. Um, that sounded horrible. That did sound. That bad. sounded horrible. <laughs> Not in that way. Um, so yeah, I mean that, that's my take on McGregor. Honestly, I think his I think his confidence is still there. I just think he's all he's he's had a taste of the money, and that's what he's about now. So, Which is understandable. I mean, yeah. hey, when you're getting, when you're money. making that much money, I mean, there's never enough money. Do you think this will be the biggest year in UFC? Because John Jones is back. He said he plans on fighting four more times this year. So and then you get Connor back too. Cornier still, I say I say Cornier because he is corny, 
but you have those top three guys, and they're your biggest TV draws. And then you got guys like Johnny Walker coming and, through. Yeah, and then you got <laughs> Brock Lesnar possibly coming in. They're going to bring in the draw. Needs I think to relax is, on the celebrations a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think this is going to be the biggest year, like publicity wise and money wise, for the UFC. Yeah, I think especially I, being on ESPN, I, I would have to agree, um, without a doubt. And. Do you think a trilogy happens right away, or do you think it, it kind of holds off for I don't know if it's ever going to happen. Does Nate? The question, too, is does Nate want that trilogy? Yeah, Nate's kind of like at a point, too, where he's like... Him and his brother are the same thing. Yeah, like, he's where he's just, I think he's like done with the UFC in general. He's like, can't stand yeah. him not... He's like in the same uh, boat as uh, Donald. He's not hasn't really gotten that recognition in the same thing as all the fights he has and all yeah. the money fights. Definitely, yeah. And he, he fights title? anybody. No. He's never even came close to one. That's crazy. Sorry if you hear a little crying in the background. My son's a little sleepy. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like it, the thing is, you know, guys, you get to a point in your career, you can only get punched in the face so much until you're not, you know, how much money is enough to get punched in the face right. and choked mm-hmm. out and go to war for three which, to five. Which rounds. is a good thing because we've seen so many guys come try to come back and it's like they just need no one to throw that Chuck towel. Liddell. <laughs> BJ Penn. Yeah. BJ Penn's fighting again here soon. I thought he broke his leg when he got tapped. Nah, I guess not. Uh-huh. So uh, so we said 2019 is the biggest year. Uh, we've kind of already touched up on Askren too. So Askren, but dude, he was just saying some outlandish crap. He man. says he deserves the next title shot. No. I feel like he's running right now. He's just running his mouth. That's what he's doing. He's running. No, he's running. He- he's trying to be like McGregor or something yeah. like that. Just trying to get his, you know, he's a new guy coming over. He's kind of the guy known for being traded for Demetrius Johnson. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's, he's not really known as Ben Askren. Yeah. So, he's kind of, you know, trying to, I think, just build his name. And he's just doing it in a poor way, yeah. in my opinion. Especially if he wants he to make a, if he wants to make a name, talking, he has to, yeah, his next funny. fight, he has to come out with something. Like, put on a performance. Because what happened to him versus uh, Lawyer? I think that was luck. Yeah, yeah it's like you do a performance like that and win. People aren't going to respect you for that. No. Well, I, think so, I, I think I kind of respect it. I still hate him, but I respect the fact that he wore how many punches to the no, face? No, yeah, yeah, that's and what I mean. The same he looked dead he and somehow survived. <laughs> so yeah, I, I would say I, I don't know. Like I think the the win was definitely still impressive, but I think we kind of already touched up on Asker though. With I think George's, he's a loser, and George is his <laughs> next opponent, in my opinion. Well, as we know it, it is March, and late March is the best time of year for college basketball. I know we don't really touch up on it, but it's the tournament. Everybody fills out brackets. Why not? So, a couple tips here. I have some tips for the March Madness tournament. I got all 12 seeds beating all the 5 seeds. It's happening. Murray State's <laughs> winning. Uh, New Mexico State's winning. They're all winning. All 12 seeds over the 5. Virginia is losing again to a 16 seed. Gardner-Webb is going to beat them. <laughs> I'm guaranteeing that one. Um, some big-time players and big moments Zion Williamson. You got John Morant from Murray State. I think Murray State's going to make it to the Final Four, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm just going to let you keep talking because I don't watch college basketball at all, and I honestly didn't fill out a bracket. (laughs) Uh, All I know is that All you have to do is just fill out a bracket before the episode. All all I know is that Duke's probably going to win. Duke is – this is the highest favorite that has ever happened in, in, yeah. in the NCAA, in the March Madness tournament. I would like to so, see... And Vegas rarely lies. Yeah. So. I, I would like to see Duke versus Murray State in the Final Four. Is it going to happen? Probably not. 
because John Morant and Zion were teammates in high school. And I'll say this. As much as Duke is hated, I think Zion is so loved. Dude, he is he balances awesome. it out. That, yeah. that I think that more people will be pulling for Duke this year mm-hmm. than normal because Zion is awesome. Like especially after his latest, you know, coming back from injury, and everyone's like, "Why would you come back? You should have held out." Like, no, nah, bro. No, I'm gonna play. Yeah. Like, that's why I'm here. So yeah, I think that he's definitely earned respect for that. And I mean, I think we would all agree, number one overall pick this year. And then I got hopefully five. to the Knicks. <laughs> then I got five sleepers. <laughs> Houston, they have been amazing all year. I believe they're 29-3. Buffalo, they're the highest-scoring offense in the NCAA. Nevada, they have twin brothers that are awesome guards. Good guard play always does well in the tournament. Just throwing that out there. (laughs) Murray State, there's another sleeper. And then Oregon, they're minus bowl bowl. Still a pretty good team, though. What about... um Light Leola Chicago, are they in it? (laughs) They are not. And Sister Mary, Mother Goose, whatever her name is, she... Is not, not in it, yeah. Uh, Zach just released uh. some stress out of his bum. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was bad. No, that's my feet. Oh, all oh, right. Man. My pick to win it is gonna be the San Diego. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that about wraps it up for bringing the heat podcast episode whatever number one. Yeah. So, if you're listening, which you obviously are. Uh, make sure you share, make sure you subscribe, go on to iTunes and you can find us on anchor. I believe in a couple days we will also be on other platforms such as Spotify, Podbean, and uh, multiple other ones. When, when we get, uh, like, so anchor is distributing it out to those companies. And when we get approved, I will make sure to post the link and put it on Twitter. Um, thanks for listening. Mooch. Do you have any last words since this is your first episode? First episode. I just want to say thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for coming no on, thanks for coming Hopefully on. I'll come on again. That's what she said. <laughs> You're more than welcome anytime. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you favorite us. Make sure you uh, share it. Go check out Thrive Fantasy and use promo code BRINGTHEHEAT. That's B-R-I-N-G-T-H-E-H-E-A-T. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, uh, at BRINGINTHEHEAT. Twitter's. Um, I had some fire tweets today, I'm not going to lie. Uh, uh, on the, the Bring the Heat? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just check us out and hopefully tell everyone about it. And, you know, that's all I got. You Share got some feedback, show some love, whatever it is. Yeah, feedback is great. Like, I honestly, when I send out Twitter to Twitter, like, what what do you want us to talk about? It's good to know your feedback. Is, that num- can, is the phone number still active? The phone number is still active. Guys, follow the page. There's a phone number listed there right in the right in the profile bio, bro. Yeah. Call that number, leave us some voicemails. You'll get aired, man. Yeah, without a doubt. And even on Anchor, you can actually send us a message on Anchor as well. So it doesn't even got to be about sports. You got ugly babies you want to talk about? Bring the ugly babies. Yeah, we can talk about anything. So make sure you uh, call us on the podcast number. It's listed under our profile, and we will review anything you ask. So, Luke, you got anything? Nah, just... Flick on over to Anchor and uh, what's the Podbean? Flick the cu- the Podbean? No, no, it's uh, it's Anchor and right now we're on uh, Apple iTunes. Oh, just, so yeah, stick to the Apple and iTunes, uh, the podcast app for the iPhones. And, you know, check out Anchor; it's pretty cool. Yeah, Anchor's pretty dope. So, all right, that's it. So, uh, thanks for coming on, and hopefully, we'll see y'all on Thursday. Bring the heat. Peace out. I'm a bit of a zoom, 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 a zo
Boom, boom, man, the zoom. 